Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. Episode 170. It is not Nick and Matt. It is intern Ben and Matt tonight. We out here. Yeah, we're doing a special episode here. If you guys remember last time I was on, which was maybe two weeks ago now, time is like not real when the Nick and Matt show isn't happening. Um, so I'm hoping that everything's connected here. If if you're a live watcher, you're probably like, yeah. tell, tell us what happened. So it's saying it's connected. So that's good. I think I think we're all set. Yeah. We're all set. Let's have the best show. That we can we can make out of this uh, for our post listeners. Literally, it's it's a it's a Nick and Matt show special episode, as in like normal. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're good. We're good. Everyone should be able to hear us. Great. Shout out to two dollars super chat. New Mac computer fund. Thank you. That that will go straight straight to the to the fund. If if only I knew what was happening here. I think for everyone who cares. I think the audio jack connected to the motherboard. Now, everyone, anyone who doesn't know technology, just skip 15 seconds. Ahead. Yeah. I think the audio <laughs> jack connected to the motherboard got broke. And so it's like teetering by a thread. I think I have to replace a whole motherboard to fix that. Yep. Okay. Anyways, moving on. This is a, hey, how are you doing episode kind of thing. We got a few things to talk about. We got some Maybe games. Ben said he had some. I have a game. I have a game for you, Matt. Okay, we'll get that to I it. conjured up and the fans can play, which is awesome. This is an episode approximately one week out from, is it one week from Christmas? Christmas is Monday. Yeah. So yes, it All is right. exactly one week. You're not Christmas. getting a Christmas episode, so take this for what it is. Happy holidays, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Here, Ben and I celebrate Christmas. Unless there's something you do, Festivus or something, Ben? I don't know. Uh, Christmas Eve. Okay. That's a holiday. <laughs> That's about it. Christmas, Christmas Eve. But yeah, happy holidays to, to all, whatever you celebrate. Uh, you know, it's that time of year uh, and it's, it's an awesome time. So, DGN. Yes. Got an upgrade. And as in Disc Golf Network, people have been shouting and cheering for it. This is a little bit of old news, but we know Nick and Matt show listeners. Some of you only listen to your information here. We appreciate that. Yes. Disc Golf Network upgrade means they are moving from Vimeo to a new platform that is not Vimeo. I'll just leave it at that. Nobody, re- well, some people care, but long story short, we're going to get things like live rewind. Like you can rewind during the live broadcast. If you saw something cool, you want to see it again. You can do that on your own. That's really good. Also, you do not have to wait to rewatch it once it's completed, which was something that Vimeo had a restriction on. So like my dad would come home after work or whatever, and he'd be like, Hey, I want to watch it. And like, you see the last hole finish out and he's like, I want to click back. And it's like, no, come back in like hours. You won't have to do that now either. You'll be able to just like, Hey, I want to watch the live broadcast. It won't be live, but I want to watch it when I get home. You'll be able to do that pretty easily now. So with that being said, have you already migrated over, Ben? Did, did you have a network that you, I mean, a, a username? Um, yeah, for for DGN, yeah. I, I actually, uh, I still have my subscription. I paused it until February so I can uh, get the live 
viewing when when it gets back up again, like the Pro Tour events. But I'm excited for this change. I think you know the Pro Tour is really proactive in uh, making sure they give the best product to the people, and this is big. That was the biggest complaint, I guess, for me. It was like sometimes I just wanted to watch shots again, just see what they do, and I never could. And it always, fr I guess, it always frustrated me that I couldn't w go back and watch things again because it's like. Yeah, if I put my phone down for one second, it's like, what just happened? I can't, I can't even tell. And sometimes they don't even replay it. It's just like, all right, I missed it. I guess I got to wait 12 hours to watch it again. Or, yes, to that point, you'll be out playing disc golf yourself or whatever you're doing. And then you see on social media, someone's like, I cannot believe what just went down on hole 11 at whatever event. And you're like, what? So you're out there playing, you go on DGN and you, it's too late. You missed it. You can't rewind, right? So like... The rewind feature will be nice. But here's something that was interesting. And this is something that probably a lot of people understood for a long time. And maybe I'm out of the loop. I'll ask you, see if you know. H how long ago did you find out that the PDGA has a username and password? Like you can log in and be like logged into the PDGA.com. Did you even know that? <laughs> like, no, okay. I did not know that. I'm, it makes me feel better. It's a thing. And some people are probably like, yeah, dude, it's been a thing for a while. And I think I saw maybe some rumblings of this like a couple months ago. But I think it was all in preparation leading up for some of this. Two things. If you log in, and we're, we're going to go all over the place tonight. If you log in, you can see everybody's stats, like as in rating stats, event stats of all time. Do you remember how it used to be if you're not a member, like, you can't see their rating. Like, so if Ken Klein was PDGA ran out, nobody can go see his stats. Oh, did you know that? I knew that. I okay. knew that. Yeah. I've looked up people. Like if they don't renew, then now that's pretty cool. My understanding is if you log in and you're active, you can see theirs, but they can't see theirs. You know, you know what this is perfect for team challenge, because there's always that one guy that was a member like three years ago and you have no idea how they are. And now you can uh, match them up a little better. You can see how they played in, in, in certain tournaments. For those who don't know, Ben's referencing something up here. We've often talked about it. Yeah. It has to do with like match play and, and courses, fielding teams against each other. And you got to match people up at strategy. But that's part of it. But also in conjunction with what I'm telling you, and if for those of you hearing this for the first time, go check it out. I don't even remember how I got a password like to log in. I'm going to try it really <laughs> quick. It was like, I went there. I'm going to try it right now and just see. And there's a button that says log in now. So I'm clicking on log in. I'm sorry, I'm not showing this live. Okay, it's asking for my username or email. And quite frankly, I forgot my password already if I <laughs> made one. Let's see. Uh, let's see if it works. I'm guessing at my password. Okay, I guessed it. I logged in. It doesn't do too much that I'm aware of. If I click on my account, it tells me my username, my member name, my PDGA name, membership status, and membership expiration, which is actually in like what? Like 13 days. Yes. Okay. It can show you things like, it's normal account stuff. Like, hey, change my password. It will show under my account Oh, tournament administration. So it's going to allow you to administer the tournaments if you are interesting. Like as a user, in a way, it's connecting stuff. It's making everything connected together. Orders, like if you ordered something from the PDJ, and then player statistics, which is just like your normal profile page. 
but where this whole prompt came from for me to start talking about this is because with a new disc golf network, if you go there right now, discgolfnetwork.com, yep. you can link your accounts. So what it does is it says, Hey, are you an active PDGA member? Like go log in and then like, got it, whatever, like tell us your PDGA number over here. So it's seamless. Yeah. So it what it does knows. is it looks over there and it goes, yeah. yeah, you're active. Now you get the discount. Like half off. Instead of putting like the whatever the responsibility code. on the people and all. Yeah. yeah. And like yearly or whatever it was. Like this is just like if you're active, you get the discount. Seamless. That being said, and this is not me trying to poo-poo on the Disc Golf Network or the Disc Golf Pro Tour, but I was charged twice, like within the first week of swapping over. Like, as in, I don't, to swap over, I guess, more or less, you just opened up the new Disc Golf Network and logged in, yeah, like, so, as normal. So, I guess I haven't swapped over then, because I paused my subscription, so I have no need to, like, mm-hmm. kind of look. So, if you go to the new Disc Golf Network, I logged in, like, with my old username, account information, mm-hmm. and it showed me, like, I don't know, it's all confusing me right now, and I actually have help tickets out there and all that, and I have connections, too, and I've reached out to some of them, but I'm trying to let them like navigate this process, the response ultimately I got, yes. and this is not an official on the record response, but it was ultimately like this migration from one platform to the next with X amount. I'm just going to throw a number out there. I'm going to say 60,000. Maybe I'm way off. 60,000 users is a little much. Like you can only imagine what's happening. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm writing you saying I got charged double and it didn't recognize my discount, I'm giving them total grace till the beginning of the season. I know they're a business. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Till the beginning of the season, I think they can, this is a perfect time for them to tinker around, figure things out. Because if they did this mid season, oh boy, this would have been. Yeah. Bad. They, they're not that foolish. No, they're not that. So <laughs> but I respect But that. I, the further along we get, yeah, we've got friendships, we've got connections there. And so we always are like, oh, we got to tread, you know, as like the friends that they are to us. But then if we're just talking like raw as like a talk show goes, the other reality is like they're not quite small business anymore. I'm not saying they're massive corporation, but like these things, you know, you really want to roll them out in as smooth a fashion as possible. They know that they obviously tried to do that. There are hiccups that come. That's where the grace comes. But it's it. We'll see where it gets. I keep putting in the tickets. I keep going like they respond and they're like, hey, sorry, like. Um, this isn't specifically like the pro tour. It's like coming through this, this subscription. It's like, Hey, sorry. Um, like for some reason your account like wasn't synced, even though it said it was like, we're going to fix that. You'll get like half price this month or whatever. And I'm like, looks like you forgot to acknowledge that you charged me full time two times. So I wrote back, I'm like, that's great, but I'm still like looking for this. You're paying for a month and a half as opposed to two months at once. No, it didn't even give me the discount. I was okay. like, it starts twice. So we'll see where we get with that. Maybe I'll provide feedback at some point. I'm still excited for the content. People in the chat, so some people are saying they're having some trouble. So like, again, I'm giving them grace here. I obviously don't want to be charged for it if I'm not getting it. Um, uh, I'm curious for, this is kind of a question for the chat. Any, do any of you watch any off-season content on DGN? Like, do any of you keep that subscription and watch any uh, Dude, content there? There's stuff on there. I know. That's what I'm saying. And if so, what do you watch? I, I'm curious because Matt, me, let me open it. Matt and I both did League Night for a while. Dude, um, there's there's some good stuff. So I was just wondering what you guys watch personally. Um, Play with the DGN champs featuring Bert Kreischer. Like, that's not on YouTube as far as I know. 
Um, no, yeah, I was just more, maybe more for the chat if people actually. Watch I know, the but the chat's season. not actually talking to you. I oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you can look for their response. <laughs> but um, do you? That's a good question. Do you watch the offseason? Yeah, content? I do some, and, and I, I am interested in the chat what they're saying. I'm just saying in, in the meantime, filling in here, like uh, Brian Earhart does this new segment called Catch. The audio I haven't checked back recently, but like it's a great idea by the throwing way. with Gannon and throwing. Yeah, with- I saw. I watched. I watched it. I think. I think that's a super cool idea. It implements an interview style while doing what we do in this. I think. I think it's. I personally think it was a genius idea. It is the tough part, and this is coming from the media, yeah. like creation, you know, producing side. The audio's tough because you you got to throw a frisbee. You got to be far enough apart to make it like we're playing catch. But then how do I talk to you, Ben, from like, let's just say 90 feet away? It's like wireless, right? How loud do I have to talk, though, to like talk to you? So it's not like you and me oh, talking right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to do it, but it's like, Ben, so I'm talking like this because I'm trying to make sure you hear me. But then the audio on them is a little <laughs> The audio is close to them, yeah, but it's yeah. like, it's just got this different feel. It's like they're playing catch. So it's just different. And it's great. I like it. I like it. I th- I think I think keep going, keep going with it. I think it'll you can really cool segments can come from it. And I think it's dope. It kind of reminds me of like hot ones where it's like a new way to interview people. It's like this activity while interviewing, and it keeps. It's not gonna. It's not as entertaining as hot ones, but still keeps people entertained. I know someone will steal this, or they're already doing it. That's so don't cool. say it. No, I'll say it okay. because this isn't. This is not a competition here. Like, okay, if, if people make good content, they make good content. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a. Like I, a I do have an idea. idea. Oh, okay. okay, no, not a product. <laughs> well, kind of a product. Yeah, tell me. Like, we don't have enough people coming through. Well, we have quite a few come through Massachusetts. Um, but like instead of doing catch, like let's just like rip drives in a field. Like let's get a stack of twenty discs. And let's just do the same interview thing, but like just riffing drives, like as we interview. So just a different play on it. But the reason I mentioned that is because now I'm closer to you and I don't have to like talk loud. Yeah, no, I think, I think drives could be an interesting one because people want to see, like I've seen, I've watched like three videos this off season of professionals being like, how far can I throw? And boy, can they throw far? And I've watched them to see like, it's, I've clicked on the, on the video because I'm intrigued, like how far can they actually throw? So I, I think it would get more clicks just the fact that you can see a lot of these people. People want to see people throw far. In this, it's call. my idea. So it's I don't just, know. Let's just fly people out here, and we can interview them on the field. <clears throat> so, in other news, I, I know we've missed a few weeks, so I'm not trying to dig up old news that's already come up. But there you go. Nicola Castro purchased um, property in Houston. Did he say 30, 70 acres? One thirty. Hundred and thirty. One thirty. It's a lot of acres. That's a yeah. Uh, I probably most people know how much one thirty acres is, but if you don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's Maple Hills. If you've been to Maple Hills, on like sixty acres, right? I believe so. It, mm, yeah, I would say it's in there. I don't think Around it's more there. than that. So then, like double how big Maple Hills? And Maple Hills not big. They maximize their. They maximize property. the space. Yeah. 130 is like full blown, do almost whatever you want. Well, it's an old golf course, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So maybe it, it might be 18 holes because 130 acres is a lot. So maybe just think of a maybe an 18 hole golf course. I'm pretty sure 130 acres can fit 18, but I could be wrong. So I reached out to Nico. Nice. Kind of off the record here. Like he didn't say, hey, tell all about the story of me calling, but. I reached out. He said, hey, call me anytime. So I called him. I said, hey, you want to come on the show? 
like talk about what I was like about the property about you just purchased. What? He's like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm not sure. Um, and then he said he'd get back to me and here we are now. I, I don't know anything else. <laughs> I was hoping to interview him on, um, questions like, ready? What was the price? <laughs> I don't know if you'd tell us. Probably Pro- not. Probably not. Probably why he didn't but want you to could come pro- on. You could probably find it. I can imagine. True. You probably find Anybody it. know that? How about, I was going to ask him how far outside of downtown area. I didn't look that up, but like Houston's obviously a city. I don't think he's down in the city. So how far out are we talking? 40? Because people will say Maple Hill's near Boston. Yeah, it's not. People that are like in the rest of the country, a lot of people will just say, hey, I'm going to Boston to play Maple Hill. And I'm like, dude, it's that's... an hour, which isn't that bad, but <laughs> I guess, but that's my question. Yeah. Is this Houston? It's not Houston proper. I can only imagine like, no way I'm going to Houston actually in the middle of January. Oh, so I be, should hit him up. You should like get Nico, you didn't get back to me, bro. <laughs> and you can implement your, uh, driving, oh, yeah. driving interview. I'll bring That'll my be episode we'll, one. We'll do Let's mic'd go. Up. Mic'd up with Matt and Nico. Wouldn't that be an episode? That'd be interesting. That'd be an episode. I should try. I should fly around and try this out. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to ask him about the pro shop on site. Is this something that he's managing? Is someone coming in that has a pro shop or like a store, you know, going to do that for him? Gotta be. Um, is he planning probably, I'm guessing this is like an all skill level type course property. It seems big, but I mean, like, is he planning and hoping to be like, I want to put a championship layout here? I think so. I, I don't see why not. I think, I think he Well, might- if Evan was on here, what would Evan say? Evan would say he, by the way, he should do. Hi, Evan. Hi, Evan. He, Evan w- would say he should do a beginners-friendly layout because that's what the people pay First the most. First and foremost, yep. But I think when you're at that stage in your career as a pro, I think it's every pro's dream to kind of make like a championship-level course and um, like Kayla Visca, for example. Now it's on the pro tour. It's just every pro's dream to do that because they've played so many for so long they want to put their own spin and just kind of open it up to the world, their passion, and see like, hey, like, I did this. What do you think? And they want the players at their caliber to, you know, enjoy it with them. But both, I'm not. I'm saying both. He's probably, if he was smart, he'd do both. He's gonna do it all. Yeah. I I was just hoping to hear it from him. Um, we were gonna do a phone call. Would have had him come in. Maybe we'll open the phone calls tonight. In fact, Ben, if if anyone brings up a great topic, there, we'll call you. Yeah, we'll call. Him. We'll we'll put the phone number up. So let us know if you have something you want to talk about tonight. Um, I'm assuming it's a pr- private course yeah. as in pay to play. So, obviously. um, I, I thought I read this, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I thought I read this on the caption says thir- 130 acres to build a championship level disc golf course and pro shop. So that's, that is his plan, which was obvious, but just to double confirm. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. I, I was just, again, about the pro shop. Like I'm assuming someone's coming in to do that, which is a whole nother undertaking, which is, yeah, that. That's that. That's huge. That's more than most people realize. Like, let's just start a store. Like, well, the thing. So the thing that's tough with disc golf, in my opinion, is like the popular, more popular it gets, and the more pro shops that are kind of like coming up. A lot of disc golf isn't big enough that a lot of the di- things in pro shops, everyone pretty much vends the same things. There's like the top seven brands, like Innova, Discraft, MVP. So it's not like you can really separate yourself with your items you're gonna have to separate yourself with uh unless you have like exclusive deals like with your drinks yeah (laughs) or like yeah like like uh like yeah another round 
super good example. Shout out Joseph. He does like he has his whole social media. They have like forty thousand uh, followers on Instagram, and he posts acing. But even if he didn't do that, the idea that you can go into his pro shop and grab a beer is mm-hmm. is is really smart. And I think over the years we're gonna start to see kind of pro shops more variety and kind of like what. Uh, divvy up and like try try and see what sets them apart from the competition because it's gonna happen soon. Like disc golf nine seven eight, the thing that sets them apart is they're so active in the community and they're always that trailer. They bring it every week into a different tournament. That's why a lot of people love them. It's because like just brand recon- recognizability. But some pro shops, if you're just sitting in your pro shop, it's not you're not gonna do that well because it's 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 getting a lot of competition. What would you have in your pro shop, Ben? Like let's play okay, a game. Let's do it. We'll we'll ask each other and and chat. <laughs> let us know what you would have in our pro shop. So, I think what Scott at nine seven eight doing is is brilliant. I think I I would I would do a trailer, a mobile, mm. and, and go to as much. Let's hypothetically, I'm in Oregon. I wouldn't compete with Scott. What? <laughs> but um, I would do that. I would go to <laughs> tournaments, and I would, and then I'd implement the drink thing. Drinks yeah. are good. Um. Food is good. That's that's a little tougher though. Yeah, but I mean like, but it's like remember what Maple Hill did with like the hot dog like machine roller. You know they sit there like at gas stations, the hot dogs. Roll yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe something simple. But if you're not, if you're at a course, it's a little different than if you're not at a course too. Um, but if you're at a course, man, I think beer is huge. What what do people see? okay in the chat? What what is at your favorite local or pro shop that you've ever been to? I've seen lounges with TV, like a TV. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere you can watch um, disc golf, disc golf network, or whatever. DD and Emporia has that in their store, their retail store. They've got couches and stuff. Lounge, watch disc golf. I think that's pretty big. If you did the drinks, um, a place to putt. Shout out to uh, Matt Schlebach. I was just out there in Iowa. Like, there's a place to putt and drive in the store. The drive is into a net, of course. <laughs> Tech disc. Not paid for tech disc. I would yep. say not paid for ad here, but we we like the product. Tech disc would be very cool. I've yeah. talked about this and I don't want to get on this whole tangent, but like if I could walk into a pro shop, they hand me a disc, a beginner or me or anybody. And they say, throw this. Your your normal shot will throw three or four or five times. We're going to get some information from that. And now we're going to recommend to you what disc we think you like if you want a driver or if you want a mid range like i think that would be really cool like i'm going to go to that store over another if oh, they yeah. have that product yeah i mean right now since tech disc is so new which by the way tech disc i'm announcing now officially i haven't announced <laughs> yet we'll be at the northeast disc the golf expo um so there will be a tech disc tech disc booth where you can you're going to be able if you come to the expo northeast disc golf expo January 27th 28th they will be there and you'll be able to Test out test tech disc and see how hard you throw RPMs, all that, and uh, a few will be available for sale. Very very limited, maybe like one, but it will be avail- or available for sale. But mostly it's just more highest bidder. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. That'd be that'd be way too bad. But it would just be the um yeah. So they will be there. But yeah, I think tech tech disc it, it's a no brainer. Like you have, I think. Focusing more on the performance it would be huge for a pro shop. You need a little more room for it because it's like uh, there's a lot of discs that take up a lot of space. So it, it's kind of like you're giving up disc real estate. But I think that's I think that would 
separate me from going to a different pro shop in person other than like one I would have relationships let's say like it it was two pro shops right across from each other and I have no idea which one's which and one said that's the scenario yeah, right tech disc you know I would go there um, others are mentioning places for, you know, drinks and putting, like we said, but someone brought up a point like, oh, it's expensive, man. If I'm a small pro shop, just starting up, like that's, that's tough to get licensing and all that. But then I was thinking like, well, that's where like collaboration efforts come into share a space. Like I'll rent space from Ben's tackle shack. If you had the spot, right? Like, let me give me a section for disc golf. And like, eventually we, we get bigger or whatever. Like you can split the cost, hopefully with a business. If you find a bar, that's, I mean, obviously amazing if it works out. Uh, shout out to Overthrow back in the the chat here. Yeah, we back. <laughs> you, you're Overthrow has been such a good good fan for for years. <laughs> he he knows what it's like, man. He sits behind the camera regularly, and he knows what it's like well, to have Overthrow. Even started dabbling in a, a pro shop himself. They, I'm pretty sure they're online retailer too. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone's doing it, dude. They're big, man. And I think what helps. Overthrow is their following and their coaching, but I think they drop some really cool stamps. So they've got a good following. That's another thing. They've got a good following. I don't know. Nick and Matt show following is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Overthrow we'll might, might have a little bit. But, but, no, I'm talking quality, dude, not versus quantity. Oh, okay. Uh, come on. Like, I put our listeners up against theirs any day. We, we should do a tournament. Nick and Matt show listeners, like the, the super fans versus Overthrow. I mean, and now that I'm saying it out loud, it's probably bad. Like overthrows, like dedicated followers are probably pretty good at disc golf now. I mean, they watch all their, their videos yeah. on how to throw better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have more subscribers, more views for sure. The, the pool is deep, but yeah. I believe you, no, yeah. you, can we play and Josh? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it'd be fair. I think me, you, Josh, Mikey are Those all two, around at the least, same level, okay. I'd, I'd say. Right. But then know. plus like a select. I don't mean to like demean by saying super fan, of course. I think it's special to have people that love listen. But then we'd have a select like foursome or like eight some or whatever. Like yeah. and then we'd go out and yeah, do like, like a team challenge. Have, like, it's like a team yeah, challenge. We'd have like Gannon Burr and like Cole <laughs> I'll, I'll fly him out. And then like overthrow will just have like, you know, their Drew uh, Gibson. Oh yeah, true. Oh, that's good. But then we would get Simon because Simon's <laughs> this is okay. Us. We'd have to make rules for that. Anyways, we have to make rules for that. The chat said this Simon Cows and a Nick and Matt viewer. I didn't even see that. And then I said that. That's funny. <laughs> or Josh, I'm assuming it's Josh. I've got a couple decent peeps. <laughs> uh, but he says he needs dubs to cover up his putting weakness. And that's usually where I shine in dubs because I don't I throw far. Don't right. So you and me would be pretty good. Me and Josh were talking about putting <clears throat> the other day. So, all right. We got off yeah, track, but that's what this on. episode's all about. Exactly. Um, so half the reason people are in here tonight on this middle of December episode is because I typed in the feed name player rumors. I know you're all here for it. So let me drop one of them right now. You've already heard it. Eagle McMahon. It's a player rumor. Um, we've talked about this many times on the show. We know things that we can't talk about and I will not talk about anything I know about. So for me, I can simply say that I do know that there's Eagle rumors. <laughs> um, what does that mean? I wouldn't be surprised. Every time there's been a rumor about a player, I don't think we've ever fallen through in disc golf that the player didn't go somewhere. Can you think of a time when you in heard limited in your limited years, but I'm talking like, it's only been a big thing for the last like four or five years. Like we're play like, 
players have obviously moved, but I mean, it's become a thing. I can't think of like, oh, Paul McBeth's leaving Innova, and and people might have said he's going to, I don't know, they didn't say he's going to Prodigy, <laughs> but like they might have said wherever, and it, they might have gotten that wrong, but the rumor about him leaving was right. And I'm trying to say, is there, has there been a rumor? Like, shout it out in the chat or think of one, Ben. I cannot think of one. Uh, Simon was hot last year. The only one. Like, that, well, it was a yeah, rumor. The, People got it wrong, some of them where he's going, but like, it happened. So the only one I would think of, and this is like a huge caveat, asterisk would be oh boy. Ganon Burr. Oh, but he tried. He and tried. That is actual. That's what. That's, that's the actual. And the rumor like, was he was leaving. And he like can confirm now that he, he announced it. He was leaving. I was just gonna say, but it was actually accurate. It, it didn't he, happen. It didn't happen due to legal. Yes. So okay. Whatever, so let me but. let me do that little asterisk then. There's something happening with Eagle, and I'd be foolish not to think so because of the past history of rumors. We don't live in. A, I'm stuttering here. I don't think we live in a sport right now where people are just making up something i've thought about it for the fun of it yeah like on the show like leaking something to a friend just seeing if it makes it back to us like something outrageous like kale visca is going to innova <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you heard it here everybody what did i say kale visca <laughs> like that would be pretty crazy in my mind and i doubt that's happening and if it does happen i'm sorry kale i didn't know a thing no it's not i think <laughs> Kale, I, I could be pretty confident he's staying with Prodigy for a while. I mean, he, that's pretty much who you associate with him with, and I think he's like... But I, say, same was said about Simon, so maybe, I don't know. Um, okay, uh, someone in the chat, I think I remember this pretty pretty good. Calvin was supposed to go to DD before he renewed at Innova. What's interesting about that, once again, is it's not made up that something was happening with Calvin. I don't think. I remember being pretty confident myself that he was going there. But again, yeah, that was years, three years ago, two years, three years. Two, yeah, I, I wasn't know. around because I don't remember that. And it was like, yep, like that's probably happening. And then it didn't. And it was like renewed at Innova. But again, there's actual news surrounding it as in like there was probably stuff going on there. Again, if something's getting brought up for Eagle, we've said this before, where there's smoke, there's fire. So here's the thing. Or, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's this my, fire. Here's my too. here's my opinion. <clears throat> There's one thing with the rumors, but I think Dismania put it out pretty cut and dry with one they released the vault, quote unquote the vault. And what the vault was, if you're a Shield Club member, you got access to prototype cloud breakers to buy to buy and regular crowd breakers and a bunch of Ego McMahon discs. It was basically only Ego McMahon discs that they're bringing back from the vault. What does that tell me? They're trying to offload. It's Christmas. <laughs> they're, if it's only Eagle, they're trying to offload whatever they have in stock because I, I believe once, once like Eagle leaves, they can't sell anymore with his likeness. As like as this mania, they can't be profiting like five years from now, profiting off of Eagle unless their deal allowed for it. But yes. yes, but so and I'm guessing the new deal that Eagles potentially signing wouldn't allow that. So I think that's why. Like, why would they offload prototype cloud breakers and regular cloud breakers 
when those are for like way cheaper than their retail for it when they could there's if i was a company i'd store those those are like historical artifacts but they're they're trying to make their money back before they can't make it anymore what's that phrase it's like hey if I win the lottery, I'm not going to tell anyone, but there will be signs. You ever see that meme? It's like there will be signs and it's like a picture of somebody like, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Like just like gold uh, dishes and glasses and not silverware, goldware. And they're like, you know, I won't tell anyone, but there's going to be signs. Um, I kind of feel like this might be that scenario. I will also say without saying what I'm going to say, because again, I'm tiptoeing here a little bit that I have other reason to believe it, but I have not been told anything. So I'm going to be very clear. I'm not disclosing anything here, um, but I'm also trying to maintain some level of confidentiality. But I'm just going to simply say, I have reason to believe it, but it's still speculation. I just want to put it that way. Yeah, everything is still circular. I'm just giving context clues that the whole public has that it, it, to me, it's pretty obvious. As soon as that vault thing, that was like, to me, the teller where it's like, it was all Eagle McMahon old, old disc there's no other reason why they'd be unloading that at that capacity that so that hard uh, again this is so funny ben you're becoming you're really in the fold now because the last few years we're like uh, what do we say we can't say and it's like last year i was like please nobody tell me where you're going please because i don't want to know because then i can't talk about it um it's just really hard we appreciate people that hit us up with information and it just really spins a lot of things i'll i'll simply say this Based off what I know, I'm pretty sure it's got it. Something's happening. Something's happening there. And secondly, now where is he going? All right, I've heard everything from DD, Innova, MVP. I, I would be surprised for there's a lot of there, there's a lot that's unfair. Yeah, I, 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 I would be surprised no if idea. it's DD. I have no idea. I'd be surprised, not because of DD is a bad company, but because I know that that would be an and their discs are just naturally flippier, in my opinion. In my in my personal opinion, their discs are and Interesting. Eagle can rip man's can like flip up a splice. So I don't think I don't know. MVP's done pretty good this year. I don't know their numbers, but they did good. They got Simon and sell a lot of plastic. They're doing we're gonna get into that. Amazing. I can tell you that for sure, just off of Again, I don't know anything on the inside, just public perception of what I see. Signing Simon was like one of the, well, probably the greatest move in disc golf history for a company because I'm pretty sure as I remember telling Simon this, that as soon as he signed, I think the Envy was the only like disc in like <laughs> for like infinite disc, like most sold discs. It was the Envy in the top 25. When he signed immediately, it was like the top four discs, four discs out of five like in the top five four discs were like mvp discs that's not don't quote me on that but it was something crazy stat like that where it's just like everyone started buying mvp once again and wasn't as like skeptical about it yeah the fandom survey um that we've we interviewed um jesse on about i don't know a couple episodes i don't even know what episode it is now sorry i'm sorry but they the one of the questions was to the fans um how many of you have purchased a touring or signature series disc for any of the players. And this is not even just MVP specifically, of course, but Simon Lazat at the top, 40% of the people that took the survey and answered that 40% of 
that's thousands of people that are doing it just for Simon. Uh, MVP's doing good. So I guess where I was going with that is like, they're probably doing good enough to sign a contract with someone else, but I also feel like they probably don't think they need that right now. I could also, but I could also see, I could see MVP Crush Boys reunion. I could see it. I don't know, but I could see it. I couldn't see DD. I could Simon's see- a different player than Eagle, though. And your point about how they throw discs. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaning now away from MVP, but I could see it. In the I way. could see it. <laughs> like a percentage. I'm, I'm not saying it's happening. I could see it. <laughs> Innova is another rumor I'm hearing go around. I, again, I am being very clear here. Speculation. I do not know this. So, I, I, Eagle, you listen sometimes. I don't know anything, but I'll be hitting you up. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Innova would be pretty cool um, for a lot of reasons. Because, frankly, they have the, one of the best players in the world. Player of the year. Calvin, yeah. <laughs> like, that's big. But do they... I put... I, I know we've had some time off from Eagle playing at the extreme high level. Like, he's playing at a really great level. But, like, superstar level, right? There was a period of time where I thought that was going to be the thing. Matt, Eagle's dad's listening. Oh, my goodness. We have so much pressure now. <laughs> Is he in there? Yeah. Pat What's up, Pat? Thank you for listening. Dude, I... Sidestep here. And I'm not just saying this because you're in here, Pat. I really like you, dude. You're a very chilled down there with the guy. And I uh, appreciate walking the rounds with you. Yeah. It's, it's it, fun to see it from the perspective of Pat. Drop the info, Pat. Everyone's saying in the chat. <laughs> I, I think it's really, it's sincerely nice to walk around with Pat during a round. And I've done it while Eagles playing at Maple Hill. It's fun, it's fun to see the way you uh, process Pat, so that's cool. I have, I have a funny story about Pat. He doesn't know who I am, but when I first, <laughs> two years ago, when I first got into disc golf, this was like six months, MVP Open, I was doing the rope line for Eagles card, and someone was trying to rope off Pat, and I was like, I was like, uh, he's been in front of the ropes this whole time. I don't know who he is, but just let him go. And I didn't know his Eagles dad, but, and he was like, thank you. But there you, there go. you go. Fun you guys story about that. Missed connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so I mean Pat like I can only say what I know and I don't want to speculate too hard it's not fair but I mean Eagle's in the limelight too so he kind of gets heard, it but I've also heard Latitude 64 I've heard all these companies you know I what I'm saying I have not I mean you could hear them all but but when it comes down to it the smoke is fire I, I'm hearing those three that I mentioned um, I think Innova personally has the biggest they have the biggest disc lineup so they also have every option, like under the sun. They could fulfill any player's throwing style. It'd be yeah. neat to see. Innova has been critiqued pretty hard over the last years, ever since really losing Paul McBeth. And they can go, well, look, we got player of the year, Calvin. He's the most consistent player under the sun at the highest level. Like, he's incredible. And you can't disagree with that. I will simply say, call me crazy. But Eagle has the potential, had, we're yet to see, I, I still believe in him here, but he had the potential to be like superstar level because he was becoming that. He was as close to that as you could get. In some ways, he was tasting it and like we were seeing it. This injury put a little damper on it. Um, things have changed. Sponsorship change up. I think it would make sense. House of Disc acquiring uh, everything that they've acquired. Right? They, it's... Uh, Discmania, it's DD, it's Latitude, it's the other uh, Castaplast, right? 
uh, West Side. The, whoever that is, I don't even know who that is. You know, how maybe we should interview them. <laughs> like, who are these it's, investors? Oh yeah, and I don't know the investors, but I thought you were talking about the companies. Yeah, I mean, still the same people, more or less, running the day to day. Yeah, Rusco, UC. I'm assuming maybe that's yeah. another guy we should hit up. But I guess my <laughs> point is, the, whoever's really interested in the money and how it's being worked here, they're sitting in a meeting and they're going like, "Let's look at our whole portfolio." And they're, and they're looking and they're going, oh, this or that. We don't like this. We don't need that. That could also lead somebody like Eagle to not feel like he has that personal touch working with just UC. UC starts coming. to I'm making this stuff up, everybody. <laughs> UC starts coming to these conversations and just goes, Eagle, sorry. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this or that. This is what we can do. And Eagle starts getting this feeling. Again, making stuff up, dramatizing it here. But my point is, I don't think it's that far-fetched. I'll be excited to see if it happens. Um, and we thought maybe the season would be quiet. I'm starting to think otherwise. Yeah, I'm. I'm first and foremost, I, I don't think people are realizing like how dramatic this move is. Like people are like, "Oh, Eagles leaving." Like that's what everyone's saying. But I, like up up until this week when I first started hearing the rumors and seeing the vault, I would have never guessed that Eagle McMahon is leaving Dismania. I would. It's just kind of like. I'm amazed that if it this actually happens, maybe this is the best marketing play of all time. Maybe they're making it seem like it, and then he signs again for multi-million dollars. I don't know, but I'm just saying I would have never We said that with Simon too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it would but be amazing. Where does I know I understand what you're saying, where to smoke or fire, but like I would I wouldn't have seen this coming in not in a million years, personally. Again, I can't divulge because private things and discussions happen, but I, I'll say one more time, like I'm putting pieces together and I feel like, like just looking with the rumors that I know now and other things that I've had conversations about and I'm starting to go, there's gotta be something happening here. But I, again, I literally have not been told and I'm so grateful for that this year. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally don't know. And I haven't had the conversation with Eagle again. I'm hitting him up soon. We actually had plans to connect uh, soon to set something I'm, up so that'll be something. I'm just excited do. to see like whatever happens, whether he signs back or, or goes anywhere, I'm just excited to see it, see what happens because you know he's a he's a high profile name, superstar, I'd so, say in our sport. So so we talked about Eagle. Uh anyone else? Yeah. Burr, it's not really a rumor at this point. I feel like it's a rumor because he hasn't said so. Um I guess that makes it a rumor, but we already mentioned, so I'll keep it short, like we know that he was unhappy at certain point with Prodigy. Yeah. He actually announced that he was leaving. The story can go two ways. And we talked about this pre previously, like in the middle of the season when this was happening. And I said, wouldn't it be amazing? Like, can the, the, the relationship be restored? I talked to someone recently who said they were in the same boat as me, just being amazed at how much they now are impressed by Gannon actually completing the contract in a non-dramatic way. Like actually being able to fulfill what his obligations were. Everything from wearing the logo to throwing the discs. There's been no drama surrounding it from the conclusion of that um, legal issue. So that being said, does not mean that the relationship is restored to the place of like, all of a sudden Prodigy's like, here, I'm going to offer you what you're worth. Gannon felt like he was worth something. He obviously didn't feel like he was getting it. 
Prodigy, I think when we looked through the, the, the contract deal that came out in like legal land, he would have to actually give Prodigy the first right of refusal, I think. But I don't know if that extends to like the end of the contract year. Like it's maybe if he was leaving midseason, like he can't just leave. He would have to say like, hey, I'm getting an offer. Like, here's the offer. Like, will you guys match that? Um, that's a whole other thing. I think he's moving along. Where is he going? And again, he going as in speculation here, as in we don't know that he's going, but where is he going? Um, not Discraft. And, and why do I laugh at that? I just feel like they have a big lineup already. Maybe they want to monopolize, but I don't see him going to Discraft. Uh, well, I think a lot of people kind of knew where he was going to sign last year before Prodigy. And everybody was saying Discmania. Yes. So that'd be like... People are still saying Discmania. That'd be my first inkling to be like, maybe just going back, especially with all this like Eagle rumors. That Like you're saying, context clues, it's starting to all make sense. Just seeing everything from the public eye, it's just starting to make sense that like maybe they didn't, they're letting Gannon come in and letting Eagle. I don't know. But I, it makes sense to me. I, I personally don't know where he's going to go. Um, but Dismania, to go back um, and, and do it again after he even won three more Elite Series, I believe, I think it's a smart move. Um, but I could see him going nowhere. I can see him going in of a... Uh, I I think that's it. I, th- no. I think I think Innova. I think I think it's this mania. If I were to guess, this mania or Innova. I couldn't see him really going anywhere else. Just me personally, not knowing anything. Just just personally, I think Innova or this mania or maybe yeah. I th- I th- I don't know. I think that fits his market the best. I couldn't see or describe. I guess, but it's so top heavy that yeah. Like, It'd be hard to if compete with. If we're other. playing a game here, like if we had a dartboard, we could throw and just say, like, take it off the board. So if Eagles going to Innova, I don't think you're going to have a two power player. Like, it's funny listing them up there as power players, but they both are really high level players. I don't see Innova taking both. Just that's not their mo. Um, it's not even their mo to really sign a, a earth shattering deal. I'd be interested to see what they could do there. Right, that's another thing. Like Eagles worth money. Yeah. So. Innova, if he's going to Innova, it's big news for Innova to pay up. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Gannon will find out. Um, is there any more? I like we. T- I I mentioned Chris Clemens, but like I don't know if that if anything has f- prospered or uh, not prospered. I don't even know. Gone on with that any anymore? I think it kind of just fell off the map. No one's really talking about it. But this is kind of a hot take. Why, why do you change your username before the end of a contract? <laughs> like, in all seriousness, if you're uh, like, so Gannon removes Prodigy from his username, if he had it, for instance. Like, why do you do that? You, you, <laughs> you do that for a few reasons. Either because you've already discussed it and it's official between both parties that we're done, but I do not see DD being like, yeah, cool, just change your username. Like, they're going to say, no, like, wait it out. Like, we're, we're agreement that we're done, but, like, wait it out. Don't do it in the middle because that's, then we might as well, like, the contract's void or whatever, right? Um, I think you do that because you're not happy. 
I don't even know if that's a hot take, but I think that's why you do it. I think you change it because you're not happy. Here's the thing. I think, I think every professional player that is climbing the ranks, um, maybe not at the top, top, like any, like I'm talking about like, like the Chris Clemens, the, uh, Emerson Keith, for example, just like anyone all the way to like, um, Connor O'Reilly, who also recently just switched. I think every single offseason they're shopping, whether for new companies, whether that's actually going to happen or not, whether they're just going to resign, I think they're shopping because it's the smartest thing to do. Because other companies, you're treated like, oh, it's a shiny new toy. How can this make us more money? Oh, I'm going to offer them this. This can make us a lot of money. And then that person's like, okay, I have this in my brain. I have proof that they're offering me this. Now my existing sponsor offered me this. Oh, you're going to match it? All right, cool. I really liked you guys anyways. I'm going to stay with you. So it could be, I'm not saying it's one of those things. Changing your username is a little weird. But I think, I think every single player, pretty much every offseason, if their contract year is shopping because they want to get paid more. And that's, and that's the best way to do it. I agree with everything you said there. The only thing I'm saying that's missing is the when you change your username. That's the only thing I'm saying is to do that mid-sponsorship. If I'm sponsored by Walmart, that's who my sponsorship would be. The the big starburst or whatever. I don't know. Like, and I have months left. Granted, the season's over, but I'm just like, I change it. I feel like there there should be a public announcement with that. And if there's not, it just seems like it's, I don't know, it just seems like it's unhappy. So someone in the chat saying that there's been reports that um, his van was at Discraft. So there you go. That's that's a chat thing. And, that, and that's unfortunate because that's it. That I is think at that's, Discraft? No, no, no. That no. That's his only <laughs> mode of transportation. That's hilarious because oh. it says dynamic disc and like, if any that happened with James Conrad, dude. Like, okay, when he went from Innova to MVP, people took a picture. They're like James Conrad, is yeah, Jacob's warehouse, because it, it, it's so distinguishable and yeah. so obvious that like, and it's, it's pretty, a lot of people's only incredible. vehicle. So like, that's a pretty telltale <laughs> sign already. But no marketing's bad marketing, and that's also something that's kind of unique. I feel like I'm not in the trenches with other sports, but unique to disc golf is this whole like hide everything, don't let anybody know. It has to be a massive announcement. Uh, sure. It just seems like you'll hear trade rumors here or there, like in other sports. And it's, you don't hear, I guess it's interesting because you hear sports talking about all these rumors, where he's going, everything's rumor, rumor, rumor. So maybe it's like, hush, hush. But, but that exactly. That's the weird. That's part the, of it is I think the players actually are putting the rumors out. There. But that's the thing. The weird thing is I think Eagle has done an incredible job of not playing his cards at all. It's his manufacturer that seems to be playing that, which is weird. Maybe they're just like, we want to make money. We don't care if it's revealed that, like, I guess it's kind of like the same as thing as like Prodigy when they posted before West Side, like, hey, we want to like uh, thank Maddie for his time at Prodigy. Like, maybe they're a little bitter that they're like, like, dude, you're leaving us. All right, we're gonna make money off you. We just lost Simon. That's what I'm saying. So like, I think I think on the Eagle, they'll have like, Kyle on, Klein on the Eagles side. His party has been doing a great job. It's just like when they started like Disney started shipping Eagle Disc, and then the Vault. The Vault was my key to be like, and everyone's key pretty much to be like, something weird is coming up. 
Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, exciting stuff. Just just imagine, and it's probably a little bit hard for you too, but Paul Macbeth being with Innova for X amount of years. I'm just going to throw a big number out because I don't remember what it is. Seven to ten years or, or whatever. A long time of his, his career. And then the rumors started coming that Paul's leaving Innova and everyone's like, yeah, it's never. Because this was before like million dollar contracts or anything. It's like, no. Yeah. And then it happened. So like, it's hard to ever top that. Simon was pretty big. So now we're starting to get a little used to it here. Um, players doing that. It's still the, the the day and age we live in for people changing up their spots. But that's the thing. That was the difference between the Simon thing that was different. Dismania released a Doombird 4. Oh, yeah. While he was leaving. So it's not like they were... And they weren't trying to offload his plastic. You know, that's why it's a little... It's like a... It's a head-scratcher to me because it's like... Dismania seems to be exposing their cars, but with for Simon, it was like... Like the rumor mill that exposed the cards. Like people that... So somehow found out about it in some way, shape, or form. That I was telling it, so it's a little weird, different scenario. That like I feel like this mania wasn't offloading Simon's plastic. In fact, I just bought a um, mind bender from Marshall Street, a mind bender X out. So there's still from so this mania sent it to Marshall Street, and now I just bought it from Marshall. But it was recent. They really just so maybe that likeness thing isn't true after all, or maybe it was a special contract that Simon was like, yeah, you can offload the rest of my disc without me on the, on the uh, team. Because I did just buy a Mindbender X out from Marshall Street um, because it was the only one left. And I was like, uh, yeah, I love Mindbenders, and I probably won't be able to get one anymore because he's off the team. So moving a little bit out of this conversation, but is, yeah, I mean, what does that do for Discmania? It's, are people still going to be buying their plastic as popular plastic or are they going to they're in a tough spot i think decide that like it's not the same as it used to be no. now you don't have simon now you don't have eagle if that happens now you don't have eagle um but house of disc is the one who's going to care and i think they're just trying to decide where they put their cards and i think that's what we're seeing here yeah i think they're looking at the companies and they're going like let's prioritize and let's like our portfolio, if you will. Let's focus on where we think yeah. it's going to make the biggest impact instead of spreading it out through each of the manufacturers. Like, I think big end game, do they want all these companies or is there big end game to combine them all eventually? Maybe no, two? That'd be, I think that'd like, be Like, are they going to keep Castaplast? Are they going to keep should. West Side? It's, it's like, uh, man, maybe. They should. There's, you know what I mean? Like, Coca-Cola owns so many things, but they don't name like their Gatorade yeah. Coca-Cola Yellow or whatever. It's just brand is mar that's marketing in a nutshell. It's just like it Yeah, could, but they have five right? Yeah. But okay. I'm saying it they could have this it could be the same plastic, yeah. but yeah. the fact that it has a different name and it's special. It appeals to a different market. It appeals to a different market. And I got they, you. they're not gonna change that. No way. That would be that would be very dumb. But I think Disbania is in a tough spot. Not financially, I just think tough spot that I think they need another star because they've had two of the biggest stars on their team for a while. And now if one's potentially leaving, then I think they need that star. I think a lot of their power in brandability comes from that star power. Me personally. I, that's I think what a lot did Discmania it, for the whole way. Yeah. Uh, UC is obviously a large moving force in the disc golf world. If you don't know his history, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's a play on words both ways, like his history recently, but also like his history of mine. He, he did a lot for the sport. 
Um, and so that was a big part of it as well. We can't downplay that. And, and But I don't know his direct involvement as far as like making the calls now or is he the day-to-day. So that'd be something to find out for us yeah. to dig into. Also, Pepsi on Gatorade. My there you go. And then uh, shout out Blake Schaefer. Schaefer Sports, guys. Also, uh, LWS uh, Insurance. LWS Open. Is it the same name Wait, this year? Insurance. Again? He's tax, right? Why am I saying insurance? He's he's accounting. LWS. He's accounting. LWS Open. Oh, LWS is an acronym, I think, for his son. Uh, I just want to see. I'm looking it up here. This is a, I guess, free advertising. Use him. I used him last year. L, yeah, LWS Tax Payroll Accounting. If you go to the LW, uh, LWS tax.com picture of him with his team oh he said taxes yeah there you go he's <laughs> he in the middle well i mean i used him for taxes but for some reason why did i think insurance that's leadstone that's why that's why it makes sense it sounds so funny i'm sorry dude i i know all this stuff but i'm just speaking off the cuff you can see a picture of him and his team looks like a fun place to work you got a spot there blake i mean maybe i'm not good at taxes but find out something uh, I, I, Blake, we probably need to get. We need probably you need probably need to text Blake because he represents. I'm pretty sure a lot of players. He knows the Schaefer Sports. So he if knows you go to his other on. website, Blake Schaefer, <laughs> agent owner. I don't have a title like agent. Um, they've got others. Nate no. Perkins is an agent. Luke Campbell's an agent. They got people on the ground. Perk doing work, baby. Let's go. Um. So yeah, I think he probably has an idea of at least his players. Yeah, but where he, they're he, going. He so if I, I know click, he wouldn't feel if I click on athlete, no, he's not gonna Wysocki, Paige Pierce, James Conrad. That's a few notable names. Yeah. High end names. So if you didn't know, Chris Dickerson, Missy Gannon, high end names, Jeremy Coling, Nate Sexton, Joel Freeman, Matt Bell, Corey Ellis, Ezra Aderhold, Thomas Gilbert, Ty Love. Those are all players that he is probably pretty familiar with what's happening this year if anything's happening yeah i, I kind of like he gets to know all the contracts like wh- how, how much players are actually making because he he does the deals i'm pretty sure that's the whole thing with the agent you you strike the deals instead of like it's like a third party yeah you don't make the player do it yeah protecting the player from like them being like oh oh yeah that sounds good okay yeah it's like no they know what they're, they're worth and I which think- player would do that on his list that i just read uh, which player would do that? Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so... Me, I would do that. Yeah, so we talked about a few things. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. It, Lone Star seems to be having some waves. This is... I've just decided, like, I don't want to be a rumor mill, but I want to talk about the things I see. So I'm not going to, like, speculate uh, beyond what is reasonable. <clears throat> but, like, my understanding is, like, the team manager has left. I haven't talked to them. Are you talking about Josh? Josh. Okay. Is that Hosfeld? Hofstra. 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 Um, and there was quite a few players changing up. It sounds to me like they're trying to change their portfolio. Things are being... Didn't it feel like that there was a lot of bad... What's the right word? Marketing energy... Because of people, PR, whatever, like the public's response to how the team was made. It was an interesting initial plan. Let's bring everybody that ever wants to throw our disc under the sun. 
We'll have them be a part of the team. But then a few weird things happen. Like people are like, I'm fine. I'm upset for some reason. I'm going to see if I can sign my dog up. Right. And uh, then other people just going on. They'll be like, anybody can get on that team. It's a scam. Like, yeah. it's not a team. Like, it started trending that direction PR-wise, right? Did Correct. you feel that? Okay, I, I felt that. I, I And I felt that mm. way. And I think it's just because, like, I don't think it would have been like that if they just, like, audited the mm-hmm. things more. Like, if the mm-hmm. like somehow the dog slipped through, that means they probably weren't... <laughs> Checking social media, but I think I don't know I why think, it's so funny to me. I think this the public reception would be different if maybe they actually audited and got like like the people that like would it make sense instead of just be like, all right, everyone can come in. That's yeah, so opinion. like Prodigy, they have a street team, and they have some criteria that I I personally would I wouldn't do just to become a part of a team. Some people want that, right? They feel like it represents yeah, their brand the better. It, it represents like a, their brand better. And it better. makes people have a community, which mm-hmm. which at an amateur level, like some people want that. Some people want to feel part of this community that are like, oh my goodness, like I, I get to throw only Prodigy just like the pros and Prodigy is awesome and I get to <clears> hang out <throat> with other people on the team. If we were a big enough brand, like really, we could be like, yeah, hey, we'll send you our logo. You can get it, you know, ironed onto your shirt team nick and matt that's weird right but like the <laughs> the logo could be on there as in like a brand that people know and listen to and like and but for you to be representing our brand on the course like we need you to give us something right which is always tell people to listen to our shows you love us whatever give out hand out our disc golf pins when you're out playing like that's kind of how i see like prodigy street team and like lone star it's kind of like you get to wear our logo, which is an up and coming brand and people know about it. And in return, like you throw our discs and you talk really positive about us. That's just, I mean, that's sponsorship ground level one. Here's the thing. I think the biggest reason companies like that do that is because you have to buy a majority or bag majority of their discs. So I think, I think it's also, I think it helps spread awareness, but I think it also helps them, in a financial aspect where it's like, if you're only bagging Prodigy discs, you can only buy Prodigy. So if you got that player down, even if it's for a year, you know, that, that'll that help your sales. I think it's I think it's smart and great marketing. I think Prodigy does it, I guess, more right or any other team. Like, say, same with Discraft Underground. I think they do it because they actually audit people. I heard like, rumor, and I never dug into it, but that you have to buy, half might be the wrong word here, but you got to buy Prodigy's bag. And like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about Listen, that. Like that's for like, risk. yeah, but right. This is my point though. Like, I don't care if they have that criteria because the player is not going to become a part of the team unless they're on board with whatever the criteria is. So like, good for you. If that's one th- how you want to represent yourself on the course as being a part of a team and that's, you know, you kind of had to pay your spot in, if you will, like that's on you. That's fine. That's just, that's not something I would do. Um, but I think going back to uh, Lone Star, it started getting this weird, like, light turbulence and then the team manager leaves we don't hear anything about it like we don't need to they don't deserve to they don't have to tell anybody but like and then they're changing up players i don't know it's interesting at the very least i, I hope yeah the best so yeah channel kramer announced that mm-hmm. he will no longer be on the team and he was like a guy that was like that's that's a lone star guy like i think of chandler kramer i think a lone star he showed what his 
playability was at the European Open. And we're all like, who's that? And he's like, oh, he plays for this little team, Lone Star, before anybody really knew it. Um, not like a top 20 player or anything like after that, really. Great but player. Still a solid player. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking like who's who gets the limelight? Like usually it's the top 20 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he could be great and he can deserve to be on tour. But I'm just saying like, and he helped, he helped Lone Star get where they are. Originally, yes. But, hmm. And the fact that he said, like, the way he said it sounds to me like that was a, uh, they weren't welcoming me back type of statement. Yeah. That's what it came I across can, to I me could, like. Yeah. When you read it that way, it's not like, hey, guys, I decided to go somewhere else. It's like, I won't be re-signing. There, there seems like it's, there's some Something's in, going inner on, trouble. That's what that, I'm saying. That, like, where, like, upper management... Like, let's say the House of Discs of Lone Star, like whoever upper management is, is doing some things that people don't agree with, and it's getting a little trouble. And I think, I think it all stems from this, this team, I guess, because that's, that's the first time when I started hearing bad things about Lone Star. Before, I was like, oh, Lone Star, cool little company. Like, you know, they make their own plastic. It was an oil family. But once they accepted everyone to their team, that's when I started hearing more kind of drama. And I heard dr there was drama in the team Facebooks that people that got accepted would, uh -oh. would stir, Exclusive. stir up drama. Well, they, they posted it on <laughs> oh, their Instagram. Okay. Like, we, we at Lone Star oh, uh, don't support or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I, that's just what happens when you don't audit. It's just like, like I heard they were talking crap about discs in the Lone Star. <laughs> this is just like I guess like I got a little more insider view from just like one of my buddies, but uh, it's just like it was it's just like, yeah. So something needs to change. Where there's smoke, there's fire yeah. again. Disc golf is small. Evan Kearns always tells us that. He's like, dude, disc golf is small. Like as in like the community, especially at the business side of it. It's like uh it's interesting. Uh, do you have that little can of wax over there? Oh, yeah, dude. I've been playing with it, it all way. day. <laughs> so, this is not an advertisement, but kind of is. We have DG Max Wax here, and we love them. Look at This is the fire. That's the summer. I'm going to open this up. This is the season to be giving, and maybe I should just, like, give free ads tonight. But we got... There's the winter blend Max Wax. Oh, I, I do love smell it. it from here. Oh, it smells great. We always talk about the smell. Anyways, I think you can uh, go over there and purchase some. Probably, maybe in time for Christmas. No guarantees. I haven't talked to them in a little bit. Um, but this one is another version. Yet to fully try it out. It smells, no gimmicks. I will say grip. it smells great. The I marker grip bar by Drive Bags. And the reason why I'm bringing it up now is Drive is in the chat. It smells great. I keep playing with it and while I'm talking, so... Pretty cool. Same idea as Max Wax. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's uh, something I've yet to fully try out, but it's made it here. Thank you for that. Saw you down at USDGC. Appreciate the love. Hooking us up. We also had another interesting product. Remember? Was oh, it yeah. in the chat that this came up? Yeah. So yeah, we, in the <clears throat> chat, it came up. I, for, I forget exactly what it was for. I think it was when Simon was on, right? 
I'm pretty sure. Oh, I was talking. That's right. I showed a video that I found on like social media where this guy was doing the javelin training and he had, oh, this, like, yes, yes, he had yes. this rig where he could like slide his arm up and down, like strength. And I said, maybe that's good. This guy chatted and chimed in and I, I cannot give a review on this yet besides like standing at my desk and trying this. But this is also free advertising. This is the season, season of giving. So. If you want us to talk about your product, we'll probably make you pay for it. <laughs> but right now is a lucky, lucky night. It, it was sent. If you ever send stuff to us, you never know when it makes it on. But this clips on, locks in place. And everyone that's looking at it thinking this is wild, you're not alone. It is a little wild. I'm not like endorsing, but I am going to try. So you can hold it and it looks funky, but it's weighted like significantly. I forget what the full weight is here. It's got to be. It's got to be a hunt. Let me see. Is it stamped here? No. And for any for our audio listeners, it's basically just oh, like yeah. a chip bag clip yes, good with call. a giant weight on it that you attach to your disc. And it locks in place. So you could actually, as long as you don't let the disc fly from your hand, you could actually give it like a solid like like warm up, if you will, yeah. without letting the it The idea is like a donut on a baseball bat where you throw it a few times and then it gets your arm quicker. Cannot confirm yet if it works, but Matt and I will try it on the tech disc, see if it gets our MP. Yeah, I wanted to try it with tech disc to see if it changed anything of just like warming up with it and then throwing and then obviously doing it without that. Um, I think there's a video out there on this. I was just trying to see from the messages if there's any details on this. We'll probably get reached out to later on what this weight is. If I had to guess got to be a 150 more grams it's it's something so anyways it's yeah, just for definitely considerable more it's for warming up your throat think of a baseball bat with the weights on the end and then you you just unclip it and then just rip your drive oh you know what we should do a products episode that's what I, before the show that's no no kind no of but i'm just saying. saying just like one where it's a whole episode off season reviewing products so if you have a product just ship it to us. Re reach out to us. We might do a whole maybe. product. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. Usually, not here's why anything. we can't water down other people's advertisements. But like, we, it would be fun. But if to we see, do a, like special, a episode, special episode, there's something cool. we could probably come up with. Like, we'll see what we think of it. And yeah, when Simon did that, do you remember when Simon said like, if you want to send me like a Christmas gift, like here's the address, and then it was like crazy. No, you got like a hundred and something like gifts in the mail, like actual gifts, and you had to open them for Vlogmas. It was really wow. interesting. No, no, no. So we could do something like products or whatever. We'll figure that out. Let us know if you're interested in sending us something. Get it sent to us sooner than later because if we ever decide to do it, and we have them around. We're gonna. Do, it's. It'll be. That'll be an off season uh, special. So get it to it. <laughs> Just DM the Nick and Macho on Instagram. And All right. We'll get it to you. A little off topic, but we've given the people what they want. Another episode. So here's the episode. Um, um. Did you have a game you wanted to do? Or yeah, yeah. I have you a game. Don't feel for like you. it's worth it. You feel like it's worth it? I feel like it's worth okay, it. Okay, then we, let's do it. We could stop whenever... I don't have music, so... That's fine. We could stop whenever you think is... Uh, oh, okay. It's fine. Can I eat a sour punch bite while you do this? Sure, game? sure, sure. Okay, go ahead. So, maybe... Uh, chat... I did this game, like, s seven months ago. I'm just I'm just re-spinning it, doing it again, <laughs> because it's, it's Innova Disc Tour Series. I am going to list the, I guess, plastic, and then you're going to tell me whose disc it is for Innova. <clears throat> so, like, let's just say, um, I'll just give you a softball. Glow Halo Champion Firebird. Nate Sexton. Yes. All right. So there you go. Softball. 
No, that was a disc. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. All right, so let's go with Glow Halo Star Boss. Big Germ. No. Tricked ya. David Wiggins. Mmm. Unless they have the same thing. I don't know no, if he yeah, has the Halo. A, 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 Germs is a Halo champion boss. Oh my goodness. So the Glow gotcha. You see Innova came out with the Glow, glow champion Zephyr? Yes, I did see that. Almost they, went for it. They've but been I have a begging Zephyr. for it. All right, so let's go with Glow, Halo Star, Juggernaut. Uh, chat, chat can play too. I'm sorry, I know I'm kind so of So should I answer so quick? Yeah, I okay, forgot about I'll that. I'll answer quick. Double G. No. What? Okay, it's, okay, Juggernaut is a disc that he promotes a lot. Really? It must be a different plastic. <laughs> this no, is the hard part. Joel Freeman. I think he's Joel Freeman's the only one with the juggernaut. Mm, maybe. Um, let's go with. I'm trying to give like kind of easier ones. Yeah, no, some this of them is fair. So if I get obscure. them right, I'm amazed, honestly. Some of them are so obscure. Oh, Drive Bag says the D clip is 180 grams. So there you go. So 180 oh, plus 180 are like 400. Let's go. Gummy Champion Rhino. Oh. Thank you for that one. Calvin Heimberg. Yes. They just came out with that because of player of the year. All right. This one they also just came out with. Let's see if you've been paying attention to the Innova's ads. Halo Nexus Leopard 3. Oh, man. It is... Schultz, Barry Schultz. Yes. Okay. Good. That was that was very impressive. I'm glad you were impressed. I was sitting there going, maybe, yes. Let's see. So this person we had on our podcast, and I brought the disc to show her that, or I think I said, oh, I said her. Darn it. It's okay. It's okay. Here we go. Champion Glow T Bird. Really? Um, I want to say that's like a Jennifer Allen disc. Correct. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't know that, but I'm like, it's not Haley. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll do two more. Um, I didn't think it was own. Pro Color Glow Pig. Ooh. Old Ricky Wysocki. <laughs> yes. Um, In a way. Pro Pig? You said Pro Pig. Color Glow. Color Glow. Uh, hold on. I got to go back. Is it Pro? Pro Color hmm. Glow Pigs. Yeah. So Pro Go. Color glow. Pro color glow. Pro color glow. Pro. Say that mm. times fast. Dang, I don't know. Uh, it's not Barsby. No. I don't, it's not Calvin. I am brain frozen. <laughs> Give the people what they want to know. It's Bradley oh Williams. Oh my goodness. Why didn't his name pop into my head? All right, uh, and we'll do one last one. This one's kind of... Oh, everyone knew that, too, and I'm just sitting here really? quiet. Yeah. The chat, I mean. Everyone, we'll do, good job, We'll chat. do one last one. Wyatt Mahoney. Over, overthrow, says Robbie C. <laughs> That's funny. Shout out, Robbie. Um, Halo, Halo Star J. Halo Star J. I'm going to say Haley, but I don't know if it's the Halo Star version. I think it's Haley. Yes. You're way too good at this. Holy. All right. One more. One more. Halo Star Roadrunner. My son, Hunter, if he's listening, he's probably proud of me right now. He's like, Dad, I can destroy you. Yes. Yeah. And he can. Okay. What was it? What was it? Halo Star Roadrunner. Last one because he did way too good. Road Runner. 
because I did way too good. Ah, oh, why is my brain stuck on Roadrunner? Um, I'm going to have to say... I don't know. I, I could be a Barsby disc. But why do I feel like... Oh, own. Own Scoggins. That was, a, that was a good guess. No. Oh, it I feel like I remember that. Juliana Corver. Corver! That was a good guess, though. I remember when Innova came out with it, and I thought, I, I don't remember why, I thought it was Own. Own has, to stable I think, it leper, up a little bit. leper, I think, I just okay. checked, I think she has, like, a leper. Like, Own throws super overstable, I know that, but she also can do hyzer flips, and I thought maybe that'd be the right one, but there oh, you go. Halo good job, Star Ju Juliana Corver. That was fun. Oh, there you go. Yeah, something, something quick and simple. Yeah, easy for the people to... Uh, Figure out. So why I can come up with more uh, more games too. You're, you're the, the game man. Off season, off season games. So also in the title of our show, it says Macbeth still moves plastic. So why did we write that? Well, again, going to the fandom survey. Do we, do we not know? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why? We just had to put Paul Macbeth's name in the <laughs> why show. Why did we write that? <laughs> no, I was looking at the uh, fandom survey again. Which players have people purchased of a tour series or signature series of a player? It is arguable, based off of the fandom survey, it's not, yeah, it's arguable that Paul is like moved down the ranks of favorite player. But yes, in that discussion, when we were reviewing the fandom survey, I had a take that it's not because he's not people's still favorite player. It's just the way that that survey worked out to where it's opinion. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The way people answered that based off of how they were feeling with the season at hand, et cetera. Cause I think Paul actively is still a lot of people's favorite player. And this stat shows that it's true. Only second to Simon Lazat, which yes, by 13% or whatever it is. But he was the second most purchased disc that or a signature series with Paul on it um, out of the fans who took the survey. So here's the thing that so I'll, whether he's your favorite player or not, people are purchasing it. And he has a lot of discs out there. Here's so. the thing I'll say about that. I think part of that is because like the Paul Macbeth line for Discraft is like is that disc. Does that make sense? Where it's like if you buy an Athena and love the Athena, it's his disc. It's his disc. So but were they answering that way? Because it. it says tour series, signature series. Are all of Paul's discs signature I, series? I think I'd consider that a signature series. So I think okay. I think he's... Until, if that's what they meant, then yeah. I think go. we're going to keep seeing that trend because it's just like naturally if you like an Athena or Hades or Zeus, that you're buying Paul's disc and you're supporting him. Um, and I think we're going to see that trend now with the Simon line. I think Simon, even though he's the most popular disc golf for like fandom wise i think once he has that timeline now with the time lapse and he's releasing another disc um that i don't know if it's revealed yet um Ooh. And i think it is revealed, <clears throat> but i'm not gonna say it. i think it is but um <laughs> he had a weird little vlog thing going on the other day did you see the photoshop on his stack of discs no but no <laughs> I, I didn't see it but like it's going to be more common for like that stat to be really inflated by people who have their own line of discs that 
I agree. Same with well, same with like let's say like the Ricky Destroyers. Like every time you bought a stock Sam Destroyer, it was Ricky's stamp. The problem is Ricky moved on and loses that. Yes. Ricky still doesn't have a line in the way that Simon has a Simon line. Pixel and, is cool to talk. Okay, yeah. So the Pixel. The, the, and Paul has but. his own line. This is a hot take. And I'm ready to drop it to get the discussion started. Paul Macbeth's line of discs is better than what other, and don't call it, it is Discraft, but let's call it Paul Macbeth's, okay? Like his specific line, let's just call it Paul Macbeth's. It's better than what manufacturer? Oh, I can't, you're putting me on this, I can't be saying that. Why? Because you run an expo? Correct. Yeah, but you're not representing them. I know. They're representing themselves. Come on, man. can't say that i'll say it yeah you can say that just because but this is personal preference i'd be interested in the chat because then people are gonna be like well because i like his discs like of course they're better and but also it's that's tough i think it's purely based i think it's because this discraft also has a standard of quality that in my opinion they've been doing so long that has like a certain quality that like they kind of got under control it is there so it's tough to compare like a company that may be like only like two years in like it, even though it's Paul's line, he he's not the one makes his discrafts discs. So it's it's really tough to like make a comparison with that. What would you say? But that being know. said, like they're unique molds. Yeah. Like so, it it is discrafts molding them and using their process. But like it's unique molds, and the molds that Paul has can go up against right now a lot of lineups as being like really good. And I only throw. The Onyx, I really like the Onyx uh, ESP. And besides that, I actually don't throw any of his others. I don't throw any, personally. But the marketing of them, obviously people buying them, he's, I'll just say it this way, the, the numbers seem to show, besides obviously what Simon did, that like, People love those discs because even yeah. if they're not buying it because they, of his, they Paul love Mac- the disc because yeah, I was yes. just going to say, because if great, he's, it's a great, disc. if Paul dropped in the fandom, he still was at second place, but he's still at the top for most disc purchased with his name on is what we're saying. Yeah. And we're saying what you were trying to say here, I think is that people didn't necessarily buy these discs because it's his signature series. Yes. They like the disc and his name's on them. So that's and why it's he's his, number two. And it's his disc. Yes. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. I, th- I think, I think, <clears throat> I think if Paul comes back next year and has a healthy season, Luna's, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see like his, like, I think his fandom score is going back up. I think it, disc golf's so fickle and recency bias is insane. Like Paul had a rubber season at the beginning and then got injured. So that people are going to be like, it's like this shiny new toy. Like I was saying, like, oh, Calvin or Isaac. Like I, so I think I think Paul still is very popular, like one of the most popular. It's just I, I don't think people, when they were taking the survey, they didn't hear much from him this year. So that I think they, it was just like recency bias type of thing. I still think they're like, yeah, I guess I, I I guess I did buy a disc with his signature. But on same with same with think Ricky. It was one of those. Same with Ricky though. Same thing happened to Ricky, where it's like Ricky was hurt in the beginning, didn't re- really do anything. I think he, did he want he won one DGPC event, I believe. I think it was only one. Um, and he was on the lower end. He wasn't as like popular as it was last year. And I think that's, I think it's just, there was other people doing better than them this year. And I think 
I think winning sells. Do you think people, when they go to buy Simon Line discs, are actively on purpose trying to buy a Simon Lazat signature disc? That's why they're going to buy the Simon Line disc. Yes. Yes. When they go, this is where I'm kind of getting with this. When they go to buy the Paul Macbeth disc, based off of what we saw in the fandom survey, they're going to buy Paul Macbeth discs because, and this is my take, they think the discs are fantastic. And here's my take. And obviously they like Paul. I, I still think there's a lot of people that have them as their favorite, but my point is they're not like, I have to go buy this, the Paul Macbeth disc. Here's my take. I think that will happen to Simon eventually. Mm-hmm. I think the time lapse is Simon's first. Mm-hmm. Simon line disc ever when the pixel comes out it's going to be the second I think there's going to be huge hype there and people are going to buy it just because it's Simon but I think two years from now three years from now people are going to be bagging them because they like the disc not because I guess I wasn't Simon. trying to make that point in that direction but what you're saying is accurate I agree with you yeah I agree with that it's early on for Simon but I guess my point is like the I'm going because I want to buy that disc versus like, I want to buy that good disc. And Paul is still ranking up because he has a product that is just really, really well. Really? Yeah. He's a, he, he's a smart, he, smart, this is all part of his plan. Yes. <laughs> Super business move. He'll be all part hopefully of making royalties off that for the rest of his, his life. It's very good move on him. So with that being said, people are in here chatting up like, oh, people everywhere have the Luna. And Luna is everywhere, dude. Like, I see people putting with putting, it everywhere. Yeah, it's a great putter. For, everywhere. It's a great putter for some people. And I'm not sure, like, this fandom survey stat that has him as being second behind Simon is just basing it off of disc sales. I think it's literally, like, that's what I'm trying to ask. Is it like, oh, he sold, yeah. you know, 100,000, like, people are no, like, oh, not. everyone did. Is, or is it literally someone in here saying, yes, like, I bought his signature series disc? Like, Yeah, I think it's that. I don't think it's... I don't think It's he, not, like, quantity. Access to disc sales. I think it's like, yeah, I have a Hades in my bag. So That's what I think people in. answer yeah. this. They're like, yeah, I bought I bought one of his discs. So I don't think it's, like, quantity technically, sold. Paul only has one tour series, and that's Luna. Okay. I'm pretty sure with all of Discraft, technically, like, tour series, tour series, where it's, like, like Ezra's is the nuke, and Coriolis <laughs> is the force. We got a fan in the chat. A fan of Paul Macbeth. Maybe. Uh, Zeb. He says, I'd say Paul's line is better than at least three companies' entire line. Now, that's the hot take I was looking for. I'll put that in the title. Chatter says... Paul Macbeth line better than three other companies. But like, again, I think it's interesting because it's kind of unfair because you probably like the disc if you're saying that or else why would you say that? So it's going to be skewed. But if you had somebody totally objective that could come in and look at disc quality, how they throw, uh, knew nothing about them. And obviously this is like in, imperfect and you can't do that. I wonder what they'd say, but I think they'd say they're great. All right. Um, but the reason we brought that up is because Simon obviously has number one. It just really stands head and shoulders right now above everybody. Uh, Paul was not far behind that. And I just thought that stood out interestingly based off of how he had fallen down the fan survey, which is nothing to worry about. We'll see what happens here um, with his shoulder and next season and a baby and being an awesome dad and being a touring player. And being a good guy. Good guy, Paul. Good guy, Paul. Perfect. Um, I th- I think Simon's like uh, I think is a is a is a Simon being so high is just like a testimony to how important branding 
is and why so many companies are looking for people that are like on social medias and all that because he started early he was he's been posting for youtube for i don't know like seven years and has been very popular plus the wins and being that good it's like he has the formula of you know of of the guy he is the formula of the guy that can sell a ton of discs and i think I think the bigger disc golf gets, I think we're going to see a lot more pros like Drew Gibson. I think he's starting to understand that. And I know he had a YouTube before, but now he's like went to Charlotte to collab with Simon and Paul. And now he's like posting every other day. I think players are starting to realize like, you know, YouTube and branding and posting videos is going to be huge in leaps and bounds for your brand and make in the end making money. That's my piece. Yeah. Awesome. We were going to bring on a caller tonight if anybody was interested. Does any, yeah, will anyone have a comment? Text in, do you have the number up? I can, we can put the number in the chat because obviously it's only live listeners that are going to be able to call anyways. Yeah. So text us well, what you want to talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, they can and also then, say right now and then we'll let us know. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just say it in the chat. <laughs> That's a good point. Say what you want to talk about, and we'll pick the best topic to. Uh, we can drop the number there too to debate you on if you wanted to call. We'll do this in the last little bit. If if there's some reason you want to get in on it, put it in the live chat for now. And this is Matt's personal home phone. Please so do not blow it up. Please do not call this all night. <laughs> We're gonna do extremely quick screening calls here. <laughs> Be quick on the the trigger if if a yeah, phone call you, comes yeah. through. Oh, Jay Cags, what up? Shout out. I know you. Yeah, this should this should work. If people call, we should we should hear it should go. So there you go. But people are like, what what are we gonna talk about if we call in? Well, this is the Christmas episode special. <laughs> Think of something like a really good topic, something like uh interesting. And we'll also this is crazy. Like Nick's not here. Um Really, he didn't want to get anybody sick here at the show or my house for Christmas season. And he's not sick specifically, as I understand it. But uh, that's a whole nother story. But he's trying to be generously nice to us. And I appreciate that. Um, he's been he's been all around. I don't know if it's secret or not. But like he's been down south. He's been yeah. He's been posting. He's been posting. Posting. So it's not secret. Hanging out around Dylan and even Climo. Brooksville. Well, yeah. I don't know what's happening in Brooksville. Wink, wink. But sounds like. Something to do with checkers or chess or something. And Evan and his wife, this is probably also secret. Dun, dun, dun. They got a puppy. Tracy. So they're busy. Wait, is it? Yeah, Tracy. He's probably walking the dog right now. He's definitely, he's a busy guy. So there's that. So anyways, it, with nothing coming in that I can Shwe see. For Brian Schroeder said Kale's take on the basket change. Brian, call us. You see the phone number that, in there? Yeah, I, I'd like to hear that. In there? Call us right now. Put the phone number back in. I know you're in YouTube, but somehow you got to save that phone number and give us a ring. Um, but yeah, so this episode was a little bit different. We understand that. We hope you guys don't mind the chill take here for once. If you're new to the show and you've listened to this far, incredible job. We're going to be back um, soon to our full self uh, interviews with the players. Um really inside takes on what's happening there on the tour as soon as the season starts yeah uh or maybe before maybe we'll have special guests before i don't know it's don't, possible it's got, i don't know what the future holds hey there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot we're still waiting to see um 
someone said, Eagles going to MVP. You're a little late. Gannon, <laughs> Gannon to DD by Jeff Wachowski. All these people throwing out takes here. All right. Well, if no one's going to call us, we're getting close here to wrapping up. And I appreciate Shwebby, it. Actually, tonight, tonight's show is actually packed, too. Uh, I loved it. That was awesome. This was I was expecting a small, chill show. It was chill on our side. You guys in the chat brought it. Yeah, um, we, there's some great ever. topics. Yeah. Um. Dude, 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 dude. I, I wish I didn't point it out so I can just have this my just own little it. like your own. Just little every thing. time you say dude, now you're gonna think about it. Dude, do, do. Yo, should we drop Matt saying dude to do merch? Dude to do, or just on like a it's shirt just me and saying dude to do. Yeah. I think we covered what we wanted to talk about, and the chat is asking us to talk about things, but we asked you to call in with it. So if you don't call in with it, we're not talking about it. And um, yes. What did I miss? I got a text. I got a text from someone. Brian Schweberger cannot I wanna, call. I want to hear. Oh, overthrow disc call is about call. your Am World's experience. I just qualified, dude. We're calling this guy. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Watch this. This guy doesn't know. We're oh, calling. I think that's JT Cags. That'd be my guess. It's How? gonna be J Cags because I do. I know him. No. Okay, I'm calling him. You're gonna hear ringing. Maybe. Maybe not. Enter Ben Disc Golf. Did that ring go? Yeah, that Get into hooligan. Yo, shout hooligan discs. Let's go. We're going to hear the ringing. I just muted it. Yo. Live on the Nick and Matt show. If you want to be. <laughs> what can... up, Jay Cags? Is it? Let's go. It is. I called it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I knew it because we talked about it at Muldoon. Let's I am go. not. Fami- yeah, we did. I am not familiar. Have we ever met, Jay? Briefly. I called you uh, Nick instead of Matt on accident. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I just disregarded you then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm just messing around. Uh, so No, I get you. So you texted us and you said, I want to hear about your Am World's experience. I just qualified. So the qualification you're telling me is, did you get an, you didn't get the invite yet. Points. You just realized that you have enough to qualify. Is that correct? Right. The goal for the end of the season was to pass 2,000 points. Okay. And I just got there. I have zero idea how many points I have. Let me see. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, to go off of Lone Star, just to go back, Hooligan Disc also announced that they're no longer going to be manufacturing with Lone Star. So, oh, that's right. We forgot to mention that. Just wanted we did. to put that out there. Right, but how is that going to work? Because the Yeet and the, like, what, Warbird, they're the same disc. Yeah, so... Right? They're the same mold. They are the same mold, and I'm not sure what Garrett's going to do, but I'm assuming that, yeah, he's not going to, it's going to be the same Dismania thing. He's going to try and replicate the, which is, I think is good. I think, I think, I think a mimicked mold is not too good for the smaller company like Hooligan. I think if you have your own mold, I think it'll be better. So I think the move he's doing for whatever reason he's doing it, um, I think that will be a plus side. It's going to suck at first to try and dial it down to get that like the yeet type destroyer thing but i think he can make the yeet even better with a new company if he can dial that in and it'll be better for him an engineer you're an engineer okay yeah product engineer yeah that is interesting i just looked up my points and i played eight events yeah it's a lot i know (laughs) and i had (laughs) a thousand points i i haven't been tracking 
I haven't been tracking. That's pretty good. Okay. I haven't been tracking what it takes to get into Amworlds anymore because I, I don't know. I probably won't go out of my way to go just where I'm at in life personally. I think it'd be extremely <laughs> fun still. Um, but I'm spending the money on my kids to go to Junior Worlds and that's enough. But right. if they're at the same place like they were last year, I missed it because I couldn't caddy. And anyways, thousand points. So you need 2000 to get in. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, for MA1. Okay, that's I what, believe mm-hmm. FA1 is like 100. Right. Okay, so you got 150 so or you, something. you qualified. Big achievement. Congratulations. And Thank you're you. going to receive. I, I, I was. Go ahead. I was quantity over quality. I did like 24 events this year. <laughs> okay. That's nothing wrong with that. So you qualified, which means that you're going to receive an invite letter and you're going to be like, yo, everybody, I just got an invite to the world championship. And it's a blast. So if you wanted to hear my experience, 2011, I played out in Rochester, New York. Shout out to some of the people in the chat here too. I think Jeff Wachowski and some others were there. Um, Incredible, incredible time. And it's not only a dude bro time, but if you're going with a group of guys, it becomes Mm -hmm. that. Uh, we, we did tents, uh, we, I camped and it was disc golf every day, all day for like eight days straight or something. So if you like disc golf, it's awesome. That's uh, (laughs) just, just how I'll say it. It's, it's awesome. Um, where's Am worlds this year? I forget. It's uh, grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember the name of the course off the top. Cause it was, it's kind of hidden still. Like the information is not very readily accessible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, going to be awesome. And uh, my, my only claim to fame in the world is third place world putting champion, 2011. That's pretty go. good. <laughs> Dang, you... Wait, didn't you go last year when the like tournament, the, 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 like the tornado was going through Indiana yes. or wherever? Yeah. So if you were asking about that, that's what I'm trying to say is like, I went out there for junior worlds for my kids um right am worlds was happening at the same time same place i was not playing in it um and right. if you wanted to know my experience then besides the fact of watching my kids play which is awesome the weather and the smoke i knew, I knew that was wild horrible horrible like yeah this is no fault of nate or anybody else but just plain and simple like it's going to go down as one of the worst in memory and that's unfortunate it, because the event itself was run the best it could be. So there's no knock on the event. And that was truly extraordinary because it was like tornado plus wildfire smoke <laughs> at the like, same time, right? <laughs> I can, yeah, I'm laughing because I can remember like driving from a course um, after who knows how long it's been delayed. And then like it's real dark and then like the roads are flooded and like things are flying everywhere. Yeah, it was incredible i think they call it a i don't know if the right way to pronounce it but like a jericho it's like a in between a hurricane and a tornado or something so yeah it was crazy so (laughs) well here's hoping michigan stays pretty nice for me yeah no you're gonna love it dude um will this be your first major it'll be my first major yeah it'll be my first time going so far west too i'm not the most well-traveled dude so i'm really excited Enjoy, man. Um, Thank you. Appreciate you calling or us calling you. Appreciate us calling you. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, J- You're J- welcome. JT You're Cags. Welcome. And uh, yeah, I hope you win. Thanks. 
All right, we'll catch we'll catch you out there <laughs> on the course, the man. Expo. Oh yeah, catch you later, dude. Peace out. I'll I'll be there. All right, see we'll you there. That. Bye. All right, Josh wants to call. Who's he said that? he has a hot take from Overthrow. Overthrow? And Schleybox in the chat. Does he have our phone number? More like Steakbox. Josh, if you hear this, text us. We'll just call you. He, Matt Schleybox said it's called a Derrico. Der- Why does it say Jericho? Maybe he's just toying with us. No, no, he's right. Okay. And, but, <laughs> but the way they pronounce it is different than Derrico. I think they call it like a Derricho or Derricho or Derricho. I don't remember. What's up, Matt, by the way? Hi, God. Hope all's well. No. No, you don't text us. You call that number right now, Josh. Text which one of you? I thought I sent the number. If you could sit, text this number, I can just bring you right into the show. Someone wrote Der Derecho. 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 That's Schleybach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's how you pronounce it. So the show's continuing on here. Um, we'll take this call, and that will probably wrap it up. Then we'll be close to our two hours. All right, here's a call. I'm assuming this is Josh. Let's see. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. Josh. Who might this what be? Up? Oh, is this? Let me let me guess. Let's play a game of who is this? Is it mobile phone? It is no. oh, it's a Josh. 540 area code. Oh, you exposed him. Doxed him. <laughs> What's up, dude? Welcome. This is the upgrade from the chat to the actual chatter. Yes. You've made it. Yes. What's the hot take, Josh? It. Bring it to us. Or do we, do you What's want, up? is this like, do you want it to be like a Delilah show where you give us, you give People us don't know. Does everyone know Delilah? I don't know, but you give is us Is Delilah an international? Delilah. Okay, perfect. Yes. Where we give you advice on, so, on your life. So what's going on, Josh? T- t- has life been hard? Has the Christmas season got you down? No, Christmas is around the corner. Got like 30 more lessons oh, until then, but we're good. Dude, we'll you're make it. killing it. 30 lessons he rates his time and his days by how many lessons he has. That's incredible. So is that, Josh, is that office space you have because of for because of YouTube? Like it's specifically your YouTube empire office? Um, yeah, so we got the office space for a couple reasons. And the retail space was just a bonus. You guys were talking about that earlier. Yeah. But it's got like a room for like where Mikey edits. It's got like our turf tee pad and the like golf simulator set up. And um, yeah, so I teach my lessons there. Then we have the retail portion where we like run tournaments and stuff with the uh, retail stuff. Oh yeah. Full-time disc golfers. Uh, good job. Have you tried, and we'll let you bring your thing here in a minute, but have you tried that D clip I mentioned earlier? Has anybody hit you up about that? What do you think about like training with a heavier disc? No, that's the first time that I've seen it. And, uh, I mean, I, I was talking to, uh, Robbie and he's got, um, I hope I'm not spilling beans here that I'm not supposed to not spill, but <laughs> be I, careful. Uh, but, uh, he was, we were just talking about like whether training with a heavier disc is good and all right. that stuff. And I was like, I don't know. They used to make training wizards, yeah. um, that were like 220 grams or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so so Jesse's making some like overweighted stuff. Okay. Trash Panda is. Okay. Okay. So, um, um, yeah, um, I hadn't seen the clip. I'm gonna. S- it, um, I'm gonna send you. Um, let me see. Disco- this is all free advertising for these guys. I hope they don't mind. Uh, Disc golf specialties Instagram. They had sent me. Let me see if I can find it. 
uh, they had sent me a Spotify or like a podcast that talks about this idea of like training with like this type of idea, like in all sports, like at the highest level of baseball, like what does this type of training do for you? And I thought it was pretty, it's like 15 or 20 minutes long. If I find it, I'll send it over to you. Cause I think it was interesting. And that's where this idea stemmed from, I guess. So anyways, that's enough about that. But uh, what, what did you have? Do you have something to talk about? Or you just want to hang out? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy to hang out, of course, but oh, cool. uh, I'm sure that would be way more boring for everybody else. Hot take? Um, you said you had a hot take. Yeah, my yeah, my hot take is uh, I've got a couple, but the one recently that's been on my mind is just how uh, we've got like pickleball that's kind of grown alongside us and is doing extremely well. And I just can't help but think how when we run tournaments, the fact that we have to give back, like for a C tier, for example, if you have a, if you spend $25 to join the tournament, I have to give you back as a TV $20 in merchandise in some, either in players pack or in pay payout. I have to give you basically $20 back, which never happens in like any other sport never happened in tennis tournaments it wasn't like hey you signed up for this tournament let me give you you know 15 cans of tennis balls for your you know 40 dollar entrance fee like the thing that you were paying for was to play the tournament and to get a like rating so i think we're kind of uh putting a bottleneck on the industry by forcing uh tds to give out so much script and stuff to stores when uh that's really a great place to kind of build revenue inside the sport. I mean, if you didn't have to take and get back $20 every player, you could put massive amounts of money to uh, pro tournaments, to paying volunteers for pro tournaments, for spotting and stuff like that, and run some really sick events. But we're kind of handcuffing TDs because they have to pay 85% in a C tier of what they take from players after fees um, back to them. This is good off-season talk for sure. It's a good point. So if you go back to like year one of Nick and Matt, it's like we actually talked about this, and I think this was back when I thought I was bringing like way hotter takes and I'd cut everybody off. But wait, I still cut everybody <laughs> off. But in all seriousness, this was a rant of mine. The same exact thing you're saying, and I, so I'm in agreement with this, and I'll just add on to it. If you want to go run a 5K or a marathon, like you pay to get in and what do you get? Like you're lucky if you get a shirt, right? Like here's a shirt says I ran this race. Like that's it. There's no other anything. And in fact, a lot of people run races without getting shirts and they pay to run the race, which is like you're running on a road that like the race owners, uh, organizers didn't have to pave. You know, like it's like... um to your point with other events, like other sports, it's rare. I'm just echoing what you say. It's rare that you pay to get in and then you expect to get more back. And the argument you'll hear from the AMs who are newer are like, of course they love it, but they're looking at the picture of like, why wouldn't I want this? Whereas like Josh, you, me, I'll include Ben in this. Like we're looking at it differently, right? Like we're looking at the growth side of the sport. And I frankly fall in line. I, I don't know if you made the take, but it sounds to me like you made the take that like, let's not do that. 
And, and I'm in full support of that. There are some ramifications, but I don't think they're enough to outweigh not doing it. So, right. Uh, Sorry. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. I think you that if you, yeah, the ramifications are like if you get a shirt for like a race and the race is done like really poorly, right? It, it, you're not paying for the shirt. There's probably not even by the governing body a rule that dictates that you have to give X amount of money no. back to the runners. Let the There's people no decide. There's no rule in yep. tennis. Yep for any tournaments that I ran or any tournaments for anybody that I knew, like know that they ran that you have to, Hey, you get a free restringing after this. It's like, <laughs> no, like you're going to take their money to restring their racket because they're playing the tournament and you can raise a whole bunch of money that way. And it's just kind of ridiculous in my mind that the PDGA requires that type of thing. Like stop throttling the TVs on that. Mm-hmm. And if it's a bad TD and it's a crap event, then people just aren't going to show up the next time you do it. It only uh, takes a couple times. I am so in agreement with you. Let it work itself out. Um, yeah, I, that's all I'll say about that. Ben, you had something to say. So, well, yeah, I, I've always been amazed in disc golf. I was thinking, because it's the only, because I, I, my dad and I run, well, well, my dad mostly runs fishing tournaments for, for from Ben's Tackle Shack, where it's like people pay in, and these guys are all amateurs, but they pay in, and then we pay out 100% cash. So I always thought it was so interesting with disc golf. It was like the only sport I knew where, like, I thought these store owners were making bank because they pay you money, and then you just give them back store credit, which they're going to use to, the, the, therefore, buy they have to go back to your store and buy which therefore will make even more profit profit this is what i thought at first i didn't realize like the store credit you get they like sell 20 percent off to the td so they kind of it's kind of like a gamble with them they hope <laughs> they hope like you know they get that money back and then some that's a whole but it's a requirement for- this is josh's point though it is a requirement by the PDJ. yeah so the, uh, like you have to yeah, do it so that's where i'm getting I, I was just saying like i was just amazed how disc golf is so unique in that and I'm with you on that. I think tournaments are really expensive. I think a lot of the expenses sometimes on the AM site might come because of that players pack is because people want to pay for it. And I think, I think, I think we could still have it. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think taking that requirement away is huge. Let a TD decide. Yeah. Let a TD, if if the TD, like if it's just, if, if it just does show up and get your rating event, I'm cool with those. I like, there's a certain point as an amateur where you've gotten your fifth grip grip sack and your your like <laughs> seventh exactly mini right. and it's like I don't really need this. I'd rather just not pay for these and uh, just hopefully get store credit. Like that's ideally what I played this for. Hopefully I can get store credit to make my investment back. But I don't. Th- I didn't realize that the PGA forced at least eighty five percent. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think, I think that cap should change. I think it should be TD discretion. And like you said, Josh, disc golf is getting bigger. People are going to decide what, what tournaments to play. And even if you're really bad tournament director, disc golf is getting so big that people are still going to play. <laughs> to your, to your point though, Josh, and let me follow up. Cause I can't remember for sure. It, a player pack is not required, but the payout would have to make up for that difference. Right. As like a, a trophy only type thing. Yeah, so for everyone listening who's not familiar 
let's say like we run we do run twenty five dollar tournaments right um, like flex starts and stuff usually yes so twenty five dollars is the player fee two dollars goes to the PDJ immediately that helps insurance and like I'm not mad about that at all because um, you get liability insurance in case somebody gets hit in the head with a disc all that stuff. Um, and then $3 for me goes to, um, Bedford parks and rec. So now that's five of the 25 gone out of the remaining $20. If you run a C tier, um, 85% of that $20 has to go back to the player. Now I can go back to the player in the form of player pack or trophies or payout, but in some way that gets funneled back to the player. So I guess 85% would be, oh, I don't know, like five, six bucks uh, off of that. So you're looking at, you're looking at probably like $15 basically goes back. Mm -hmm. Um, Has to go back to the players where I think, uh, or with B tiers and A tiers, it's uh, even a higher percentage, a hundred percent. So there's no wiggle room. TVs who actually like TVs, basically, if they're not retailers, if they're not making the difference between their wholesale and the re and MSRP on the product, they're basically doing it for free. Yeah, and I, that, I don't think that's right either. I, I've I've always heard the opinion like, or I've always had the opinion like. I'm okay with TDs making money off of their tournaments. I think they deserve to, as long as it's well run and not like a a, a cash cash grab. Like I'm okay if a, me personally, I'm okay if a TD runs like a 72 player tournament and makes like $200 off it, 300 even, because they put in a lot of time and effort. To plan an event uh, takes a lot. I'm gonna it say it for, I'm gonna go further than that. Like I'm okay with him making a thousand or two thousand. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And this goes back to Josh's point. And this was a point I made two years ago or three years ago on the show. If it's a bad event, like people will not return. And if it was an awesome event and somehow the TD made bank off of it, and it was an awesome event, I'm going back. I don't care how much he made. Like it comes down to the quality of the event. But then when people start making money, then they start do, doing doing better. better. Exactly. and then start doing a better experience for all because it's like, Capitalism. oh, I want to, I want to invest into this, <laughs> and I, it's doing well for me, so I got to keep making it better and better. Yeah, well, right. I think you allow when you take those restraints off, you're gonna get got. Like people will see through mm-hmm. the garbage, right? They'll be able to sift through pretty quickly. This is just a money grab over here. This guy just puts on really bad tournaments, and it's only for the money. Um, this person over here, wow, they, they put on a, a C tier and they, they got a masseuse out there for the players. <laughs> yeah, right? They exactly. got a, whatever. Masseuse. It's like, they went crazy with, they're like, how can we, we actually did that for a tennis tournament one time. Uh, it was like $30,000, um, purse at just a little country club tournament. And, uh, my boss brought in a masseuse, but yeah, it's like, you can do stuff crazy. You can have, you can pay spotters on every hole. Mm -hmm. Like how much would you, like, would you just be happy if that hole that you're definitely going to lose sight of your disc on, there was a spotter there all day. (laughs) And somebody paid that spotter a hundred bucks to stand there all day. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. Like, so there's just, if you take those restraints off and the people who want to make amazing tournaments, 
like Brian Barnes says in the chat, he says the best TVs somehow find tons of sponsors. It's like, that's the only way that you can have crazy good tournaments is you have to fundraise outside of the tournament to put on a really good tournament. It's like, "Mm, is that how we really want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I got to go back and listen to this episode uh, that we, we did a couple years ago, but it it was in it very much in line with this. And the sad part, not sad, but I guess whatever it is, what it is. We have, we haven't changed. Um, I, and for people outside of our sport to hear this, and I don't know if that's where you were going with this, or if you just thought about this in general, but like people outside of the sport will hear about what we're doing and they're like, what? It doesn't even make sense. Uh, right. So- Mikey played a pickleball tournament and, uh, he, uh, one and he got a medal a medal yeah a for medal. first place yeah. and he's like he's like it disc golf has kind of tainted him he, he's like i don't know why <laughs> but i'm like upset he's like i just got a medal and everybody else got like nothing and no money and like, or anything yeah right exactly and he won pro side <laughs> it's like but that's common that's common really? everywhere else it's so strange mm-hmm. that that happens in disc golf, even on pro side, even on amateur or sorry, even on pro side in some sports, money's not an option. Well, let me, let me go back to the running and my brother, Josh is an avid runner and I bring it up often. And I'm sure there's people in the chat who can answer this as well, but you get first place in, in an average, like 5k. Do you win money? If you're like top three, like, I don't think you do. I think you get, a. Uh, Something that says your place. It's tough because I've always been, I always have loved tournaments that I can win funny money at because I'm an amateur still because that gives me my like extra boost to like really <laughs> compete and like, okay, like this, let, let's go. The medal ceremony, dude. <sighs> I don't know. I do I've always for. enjoyed, like I've run tournaments, like fit, I haven't personally run. We have this awesome guy that done, does it um, for fishing. So I don't want to say I run, but I've attended a lot of these tournaments um, to help out and we pay out a hundred percent. So like I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't be able to wrap my mind off of an event to pay where you don't get something in return other than like a pat on the back. Me personally, Josh, you bring up great points and, but I I still think TD should get paid, but I also think that like players should hopefully yearn get something in return yearn for something oh yeah nick talked about this we've talked this many many times nick talked about it. he says he loves the trophy like a great trophy uh he, but nick also gets paid a thousand dollars when he wins when he wins <laughs> yeah so it's like it's he he can say that but like if he didn't get paid i don't know i think he'd have a different opinion so josh in wrapping this up actually moving moving on from that topic as great as it was uh i did see in your little studio there with the turf tee pad that you are trying out a screen that you can throw a disc into and i'm not talking a net i'm talking like they do like what's it called the the golf does it not top tracer uh, some type of right it's a yeah, it's an impact screen. Okay, so you you're trying that out, and it's a non disc golf company. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, it's Carl's place, and they want us to be very clear um, at this point in time that we're just they're interested in the space, and we're just te- testing it to see if it's even viable. Right. In disc golf, 
So uh, mm. we're trying it there. Um, yeah, certainly not perfect. The screen itself, like after the enclosure and all that setup, which is, uh, you know, fairly expensive, especially in the disc golf world, uh, to replace that screen is like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, but we've been throwing like crazy on it, but yes, to answer what's, your question. what's your experience with it? You've been throwing like crazy on it. Is it leaving marks and damaging it? So we use a white disc in the beginning. We had the screen too tight. You can't keep the screen as tight as it was for golf balls. Mm. Um, like it definitely did. Dented. Like the first time we threw it, we thought, Oh no, like <laughs> this just, it, it's not, none of it's going to work. But then Mikey like loosened the screen and we're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> his heart like sunk um it's but yeah it had like back. a little bit He's of like... initial wear yeah that thing was coming off of it hot that thing was <laughs> so but yeah it's going well um our hopes are high and uh it's doing fine for us i mean we're just at the point where we're considering like the uh like figuring out okay we just pay 500 bucks to replace the screen at the like worst case scenario, we pay 500 bucks to replace the screen maybe twice a year. Who knows? Yeah. And the ultimate goal of doing a screen would be to incorporate things similar to what tech disc is doing right now, which would be to show the flight of a disc that you had just thrown. Right. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. And more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, I was going to ask, yeah, what's the benefit? Simulator. What's the benefit between net versus screen to you that you've seen personally? The projection, um, you can project that, onto it. Is is that accurate? Sorry, that versus a net? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I know you said, uh, so sorry, I cut you off when you said simulator eventually, but I know disc golf's not really at that point yet. But I'm saying right now, yeah, screen versus net. What do you think? What's like the pro, what's, what's the, why the screen? What what do you think's better about it than just having like a enclosed net setup? Well, one, our enclosure is massive. So I really don't have to worry about the shanks that are mm-hmm. inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when you get a big simulator option set up there, we can actually pull up two different type. We can pull up two screens by two different like browser windows side by side. Uh, we've got a sweet movie watching setup. Yeah. <laughs> you've been, you've been down in my, you've been down in my studio, you and you and um, Mikey. Um, yeah. I don't know if I had the projector uh, screen down when you're here. I don't think we did, but I have like a retracting projector screen. It's like a hun- it's like a hundred inches. So it's like, it's a little, uh, it's probably about the same size as like your average throwing net. But like, I am somewhat interested in getting a material that would allow me to throw into it and project onto it. And that's what this material does. It allows you to project onto it. Yeah. That's like the big plus. I would yeah. Say. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, once the simulation technology is uh, there, it's going to be kind of mandatory, I guess, for people. <laughs> I mean, I think you see it, you kind of already see it. Tech disc mm-hmm. went from, okay, there were just like a few of these things around. And then all of a sudden, every store has it. And now it's going from every retailer trying to have one for their customers to throw and mm-hmm. to get people into their shop to now the masses are kind of getting a hold of it. And I think the same thing is going to happen with the screen as well, where it's going to be uh, 
Like, okay, once the simulator technology hits, then people are going to say, well, now this net in tech distance isn't good enough. Now we got to have this simulator set up for our shop and stuff like the that. The shops, so. will, yeah, the shops will probably invest. I would imagine the price point is going to be a little hefty for the average disc golfer, which is fine. But yeah, you're right. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna it's and gonna that's, explode. That's full circle what we were talking about earlier about the pro shop. How to get people in your stores. Yeah. Uh, in in closing here, because we are now at uh, just over the two hour mark, which is great. But um, Josh, you at Overthrow Disc Golf, I always am sending people to your YouTube. I had somebody ask me. I feel like way out of place, but they asked me how to throw farther. And I said, here's some tips. I said, even, I said, even Tom Brady, uh, had a coach, right? Like doesn't mean he's better at quarterback. So I gave him some tips, some of what I've learned from you guys. Um, but I always send people there and I think that's where people need to go. So this is a free shout out for you guys. Thanks for coming on. But in that, there's a lot to be said. You're a coach, you know, you don't want to say something that just leads everybody astray. But I had this thought the other day. If I fix nothing about my form as far as mechanics, that's probably loaded, but only my nose angle, should I be able to still throw farther? Like if, if I fixed only one thing, and I'm not saying that's what I should do, but if I was to fix my nose angle, do you think I'd get an increase on distance? Does that make sense? I would have to know what your nose angle is right now. Let's say, okay, well, because I had tech disc. Let's say it was averaging in the four degrees positive to seven degrees being bad. Um, but, mm-hmm. but then, like, I work on it, and I go from four positive to actually getting actively anywhere from zero to minus two or three. Do you think I would experience a yeah. distance boost? Yeah, I think if you're, la- if you're throwing actually up... Mm-hmm. In like your launch angle mm-hmm. is right. So the yep. trajectory is upward, mm-hmm. and you're throwing, you know, between yeah, you're throwing up. Yeah, you're gonna throw further with the nose angle. But really, at the end of the day, the only stat that's required to throw further than you are now is speed. Yes, I think I was watching some of your videos on that. So uh, we're gonna try. I still can't get here. my nose down, Josh. Oh jo- my god, he's struggling. I feel like I'm actually dialing it in. <laughs> But this is fun because we're actually doing a video in, in part, you know, partnership with TechDisc. But to just show how working on maybe specific things, thanks to it's, you know, showing us immediate feedback. Like, hey, if I just fix my nose angle, because Matt is a lost cause with this form at this point. Not, not quite true. But the amount of time I invest into it is probably more of a lost cause. So if I can just fix nose angle and work on that, see what the results are. Just to show people how active feedback can actually produce results if you work on it. But Ben's struggling with nose angle. I can't get my RPM up more. I'm starting to do workout now to see if I can get that. And that's an active, active workout. So there's a lot of things that'll be interesting to see. Are you coming up to the expo or am I putting you on the spot with that? I don't even know. I haven't talked to Ben. The ball, um, I may or may not be coming up to the okay. expo. Details to be determined. Okay. But if I get up there, I mean, it might be a cool thing to, uh, to be, uh, you know, around a tech tech disc booth with you and do a live little demo. Yeah, and and also like uh, tech again, disc booth will be there. I owe nothing to D Clip here. Literally, we have no agreement with them, but I am going to try some things with that just to see if there's any anything at all that comes from it. But yeah, dude, we appreciate you calling in anytime. I love you in the chat there, and uh, appreciate what you guys are doing for disc golf over at Overthrow Disc Golf. Yeah, brother, it's a blast. I think you guys have the best player interview let's go podcast out there 
Let's go. It's we're making a new intro. Honor. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna snip snip that out. Thanks, Josh. You're the man. <laughs> we should we should Good go. Guy, don't do it because it's just my audio. They they don't want my uh voice. Good yeah, we, guy, Josh. We should we should get people too to high pitch. Yeah, <laughs> too high pitched, bro, bro. It's it's wonderful. Everyone's a character, and and that's what you are. Your character, a so personality. Here's the thing. Josh is technically a professional disc golfer because he makes money full time off disc golf. Changed my mind. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll work on that another time. But Josh, right. thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Josh. You're the man. Thanks, guys, peace out. Peace out. Right. Good oh, guy, Josh. Do you think Even if you follow Overthrow on Instagram, like they have so much, they go live all the time and like uh, have so much like nuggets that if you like actually sit there and ask questions, like you can basically get a lot of great information that you know Josh is always just like, especially on the lives talking about. Sometimes he just goes live and you can get some good little nuggets. But if you want like form review, then obviously you have to go to his Patreon. Or something. Did you send Josh the Venmo we agreed to for him to say that? No, I can do it. We'll have to get to it. Yeah, I just, I, okay. I didn't do the invoice yet. Okay. Well, Josh, you're not getting anything, but we appreciate that. I don't know what we did to deserve that, except maybe have interviews that you appreciate. We appreciate you. Okay. Uh, we made it to 9.40 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I forgot we started late. We did start late, but we just gave the people the casual two hours and whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes. Just intern Ben and Matt tonight. Uh, we are not doing an episode. If you've made it this far, I oh, always Christmas. laugh at that because I'm like, this is so far in. Um, but if you made it this far, we're not doing a Christmas episode and we're not doing an episode that week. And then it's New Year's Day. Correct. I am like, I'm like teetering that it's probably not happening. But, you know, just stay, stay tuned. We'll try, to, we'll try to get something up to let you know if it is or isn't happening as we get closer. We got a lot planned, uh, a lot planned for next season or this season, however you want to look at it. it. So stay tuned. If you like the Nick and Matt show, we've got more. And yes. we're appreciative of everybody and everyone that it's, listens. It's only up from here. We're, 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 uh, we're going to keep trying to grow the show. Mm. And thanks to all of you uh, fans who listen. Um, that's the reason we do it. We do it because we love it, and uh, we we want to keep keep going. Yeah, Nick and Matt show to Barstool Sports. No kidding. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the off season. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, we appreciate it. Happy holidays, uh, New Year's, everything that you can think of that you think. So did Matt? Mask get smacked with wind and rain. Oh yeah. Shout out to everyone who may not be listening in the local area because of the storms that came through. A lot of rain. Ben, my disc golf course is flooded. Like, yeah, legitimate flood. You know where the no, trampoline is? It's I just was, flowing like a river. I was at my girlfriend's lake house, just like doing work all day on the expo. And I was literally just like looking outside and like the lake was lake was rot flooding. But the ripples and the wind, it was like waves, like waves in the ocean. It was crazy. Hundreds of thousands of people without power. So hopefully for them, they get their power back. Shout, Shout out, out George. To good thoughts. Shout out, George. And Allison, owner of that lake house. That's all I got to say. All right, let's close it down. We're going to have to trim the beginning. <laughs> like the stream of beginning on YouTube is going to be really bad. So if you're a live listener, thanks for sticking with it. If you're a post listener, hopefully you didn't have any hiccups tonight. We appreciate you all. Uh, tell someone you love them. Nick's not here, but we'll do that for him. And Ben, you're awesome. And everyone else in the chat, we appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Peace out, yes, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find The Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube. 